You're listening to KNL Sports Podcast, where you can enjoy sports from around the heart of Texas and Northwest Hill Country. KNL is committed to bringing you sports live on 95.3 KNL FM, 1490 KNL AM, and online at KNLradio.com. Hope you enjoy this edition of KNL Sports Podcast. KNL 95.3 FM, online at KNLradio.com. Tonight's Mason Punchers football game is brought to you by Mason Bank, by Willow Creek Cafe. It's also brought to you by Nine Bar Land and Cattle Company, Heart of Texas Ford, Laneburg Realty, and The Commercial Bank. Our game is also presented this evening by Mason Building and Supply, Hill Country Collision Repair, brought to you also by Lubke's GM Cars and Trucks, Midcoast Well Care in Mason, Dan Gandy Touchdown Real Estate, and Mason Punchers Club. Mason Punchers Football on 95.3 KNL FM. Now to the stadium for tonight's Mason Punchers football game. 95.3 KNEL. And good evening, Puncher fans. Welcome to tonight's broadcast. We're live here from the Puncher Dome again, our Clinton Schulte Stadium, getting ready for this uh, rivalry matchup between your Mason Punchers and the Junction Eagles. And uh, hello, welcome. Thanks again for joining us here on 95.3 KNEL FM. Uh, listen live, uh, listen live, stream it online, uh, search it on your tune-in radio app, or just ask Alexa or your smart speaker to play uh, KNEO FM radio. We listen anywhere, anytime, from any device. And uh, Micah Walker, Will Lambert here, live play-by-play <coughs> broadcast analysis and color commentary. Micah, it's great football weather this week. Uh, can't ask for any better here to wrap up the non-district schedule of the season, the midway point, or nearly the midway point. Uh, we'll have an open week next week, but punchers come in here uh, three and one on the season. Finally, uh, first loss against Wall last week, close ball game. We'll talk about that in a little while. But uh, Junction also comes in here with the same record, and uh, these two teams, at least as far as uh, kind of favored us all season so far. Mason comes in with more experience, a little more depth. Junction comes in uh, less experience, more young players, uh, new coaching system. Uh, so I, I expect this matchup to not favors the punchers, but Junction always wants to beat Mason, and. Uh, you know they're going to come to play, uh, so punchers can't can't lay down. Uh, you know, didn't know what it was like today. Game day, Pep Rally wasn't there, but I hope uh, we used last week's loss as motivation. It's not not the game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Junction comes in here pretty banged up uh, in terms of injuries, and then also uh, availability. I guess uh, been a widespread of, of the COVID again, and has taken some some Junction players. Uh, uh, out for this week, and well, their JV moved up, huh? And uh, or what was their JV? And so, uh, like like you said, pretty inexperienced in terms of in terms of football skill. And so, I, I think you're right. I think this one favors Mason pretty heavily. But uh, drum line coming out here in front of us. So if you hear something in the background, uh, that'll be what it is. But uh, back to your initial comment, Will. It has been beautiful weather. Certainly enjoyed the morning uh, as we've been out and about in that cooler atmosphere. Beautiful night tonight, wind blowing out of the southeast. I don't know why the wind always changes when we come to a football game, uh, but it blows out of the southeast, seems like. And uh, uh, nice evening. Field looks good again. I wish somebody put some yard markers out, but that's all right. <laughs> On our side of the field? Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it's uh, like we got some, uh, I believe it's isn't that homecoming. Homecoming, it right? is. Yeah, so we got some homecoming festivities here pregame and during halftime tonight, so we'll have some extended uh, air time. Watching this Junction Eagles team warm up, uh, one 
one place I do have experience is in the backfield. Uh, their quarterback, both their tailbacks and receivers, all uh, returning starters uh, for this junction offense. Although under a new, uh, you know, offensive scheme, they're you know they're running the wing tee just like we do. Uh, watching this quarterback uh, number five, Abraham Escamilla, uh, he played started last couple of years, I believe. He's had playing time the last couple of years, and uh, so he's going to you know have command of the ball and. Uh, new head coach over there, Scott Freeman, came from Comanche. And so, uh, you know, he was under Scott Hermansmeyer there. Uh, comes from a good program, good, uh, you know, good scheme. I mean, they, that's the reason they, Comanche was running what they were running. That's why Junction's, you know, they're kind of, kind of modeling it after that, our Mason offense. So not as, they're not going to be, uh, you know, throwing, slinging the ball around like they have been in the last few years. Uh, Mason comes in here. Uh, we're definitely a run heavy team this season. We started off throwing the ball a lot. And we've had you know big plays mm-hmm. uh, in the air, uh, but as far as the uh, ratio, I mean it's it's three to one right now. We we nearly got over a thousand yards rushing on the season, and uh, uh, passing the ball like Wofford's, uh, he's completing about fifty two percent of his passes, uh, three hundred twenty some odd yards, three touchdowns, two ints. Um, last week opened up the game throwing the football, big play downfield, and then just got back into the uh, let's shoot ourselves in the foot the entire first half. That was obviously the difference in the in the ball game last week, and then uh, you know just a questionable calls late in the game. Uh, uh, we won't get to hear Coach McLeod's interview. Watched that one this week, even though I get, did get to talk to him, uh, didn't get to the station, but uh, uh, we'll talk a little bit about what he had to say about uh, last week's game, and uh, you know kind of what, in his words, it was a a great, not great. He would, he would prefer a. a a loss and a good game played versus a win like against the Saddle where there were a lot more mistakes and, and they, the team wasn't, uh, you know, as intense as uh, they would they would like. And so he did have a lot of uh, positive things to say after that loss against the wall last week. Um, Interesting. Anyway, we'll take a first uh, commercial break here from our sponsors this season, come back, talk about the upcoming matchup and the difference between teams and their more here on 95.3 Candy Hill. You're listening to Mason Football. Hours of practice, dedication, and working together make all the difference come game night, and Mason Bank is a proud supporter of our area youth. With participating in athletics, band, academic competitions, we know they're learning skills that will help them succeed throughout their lives. At Mason Bank, we believe it's those same skills that make us a better bank. Dedication to our community and helping families succeed in their financial planning. Mason Bank, proud supporters of the Mason Punchers and the Mason Cowgirls. Mason Bank, member FDIC. Meanwhile, at Willow Creek Cafe and Club... Chase, do you see it? It's the light at the end of the tunnel. Nah, Mom, it's the train coming at us. No, Chase, things are getting better, and Willow Creek Cafe is still serving the best home cooking from 6 to 10, Monday through Sunday. And the club is open Monday through Sunday from 5 to midnight. Oh, I see it now. It's the headlights on your Jeep. Oh, jeez, not again. Chase, your memory is worse than mine. Whatever, Ange. Nine Bar Land and Cattle is a proud supporter of all sports in Mason. We have much to be proud of here in Mason. Winning teams is how we roll. And Nine Bar believes in that philosophy of how we do business, too. Support our teams and consider letting Nine Bar be your winning team when you're buying or selling ranches, land, or homes. It's a great day at Nine Bar. And as Lee Graham said, it's a great day to be a puncher. The best-selling pickup for 44 years just got better. Heart of Texas Ford and Brady announces 
0% financing for 72 months on new F-150s. Get 0% financing for 72 months on your new F-150 from Heart of Texas Ford. This great deal is available until October 4th. See your next truck at heartoftexasford.com, where every deal comes straight from the heart. Or was that a word for Back here, it's pregame, uh, getting ready for this kickoff between your Mason Punchers and the Junction Eagles. Both teams coming to tonight's contest, 3-1 and one on the season. Punchers, uh, just offensively, averaging uh, just over 30 points per game. Uh, scored 14 last week against, well, that was our lowest uh, scoring total of the season so far. Junction comes in here, just a you know, touchdown less on average per game at 24 points. And, uh, you know, obviously there's lies, damn lies of statistics, but, uh, you know, there's two teams offensively separated by a score. We don't want to get in that position again for the second, third week in a row. Right. Uh, we're just not pulling off against them. Saba, Finley, uh, could not get the ball back last week against the wall. Uh, a lot of offensive uh, penalties there in that first half. Uh, but Coach McLeod, I mean, he was, I guess they were much – they felt better about the response the kids had. I mean, they could have easily uh, doubled down on the mistakes uh, there in that second half. And I came back, got a lot of momentum going. Uh, they were fired up, you know, tied the ball game, gave themselves, put themselves in a position, opportunity to try to win that game. And then there was that late penalty uh, pass interference. Uh, I did ask Coach McLeod off the record. I said, well, you know, what were your thoughts about that? And you expect most coaches to say, well, you know, it's close call or, you know, I'm not going to blame it on the right in that position. He yeah. said, I won't quote. Yeah. <laughs> he was not happy with the call. Yeah. And we watched the replay. And, you know, it's just that situation. It's, it's over there on their sideline. This is this, the way he described it. On their sideline, most of their coaches and fans and team. And, you know, it's a jump ball. Could be uncatchable. Uh, you know, it's just just disappointing. And he right. said this the same crew of refs. They're out of Austin and they were penalizing us over there in San Saba and they came here and it just you know, they they, they do feel a little bullied in that in that realm as far as uh, some of the ones they gone gone back and reviewed and mm-hmm. you know, we're just we're playing, we're not, you know, we're not making flagrant penalties and so we have a little bit of that, that penalty bug uh, going. Hopefully we can clean it up tonight and just, just have a blowout. But, yeah, I agree. I think you have an opportunity here to come in tonight and play a clean game and uh, and come out with a huge W and uh, and really build some confidence going into district play. But I guess for me, kind of, if you want to live in the past and go back to to last week, the takeaway from my standpoint was we should have never gotten to that point. You know, we should have never gotten to that play. Uh, and and I, you know, I haven't talked to McLeod or any of the other coaches, but. I would think that they would probably feel the same way. You had two touchdowns negated uh, due to due to penalties away from the football, and those are killer. I mean, those hurt more than those hurt more than that end of the game penalty or the botched onside kick that you couldn't get handled. Those types of things. Uh, I think to me, the those two touchdowns negated on, via penalties and the. Penalties with inside the very first series where you have a 35-yard completion to get you into their territory right off the bat to respond to a score, and you set yourself up for, you know, at least 
at, at minimum, I would think, a field goal attempt or a four-down opportunity, uh, you put yourself in a first and 25 situation that you cannot overcome. And so, you know, I hope they can uh, minimize those situations tonight against a team that you and I and most of the people sitting on, in, on the hardwood feel like it's probably a lesser opponent at this time, at this point, than where we should be. And hopefully we don't see some, some of San Saba's residual flow over to where we played kind of to their level. And we don't see the penalty bug hit us like it did last week where we were making penalties away from the football and negating big runs or big gains when we, when we gain momentum. You know, uh, Wall didn't even have to use their timeouts to slow us down. We had plenty of our own uh, with the yellow flags. And whether it's their fault or not their fault from a refing standpoint, you know, we shouldn't put ourselves in that situation. I would say I would say penalties away from the ball is probably obvious enough that that you probably shouldn't have been doing it. Yeah, and just speaking of that, I'm looking at the you know, the team season stats and uh, you know, most of them happen on offense. We're twenty two twenty two flags one hundred and fifty five yards uh, on the season. That's a lot. I mean, not as many as last year, but uh, a lot of it did happen in that non-district schedule and those, you know, mm-hmm. tougher opponents, closer games. So, anyway, Puncher, at least they're getting experience, uh, you know, being in those close games and hopefully taking away some learning. As Coach McLeod also said, he said there's just there's veteran players that know what they should do in those situations. And he said it's it's about just your assignment. Yeah. Not getting, not doing, trying to be a hero, do too much. And he showed me an example. I'm not, I'm not beating anybody up on that team, but it showed me an example of a player who, and it was that last play, you know, that pass. Mm. And the job is to stay outside of the blocker because the quarterback's rolling out. And he, well, he, he thought came, over, he came inside. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, he's like that, that little, even though it's, it's instance, you know, and that quarterback's in the air throwing the ball. And he said, you know, if you just play your, this is your job when he rolls out your side, you, you know, stay on the house. And it's just, it, the player knows that he said, those are, those are the, that's experience. He said, hopefully they take that and they get into a, you know, hopefully a deep playoff run. Uh, it just comes more natural, you know, more instinctual. So, but again, I think you have an opportunity, opportunity here tonight to clean all that up, take all that in, like you're saying, into perspective and be able to slow things down from, from a gameplay standpoint tonight and be able to work through some of those progressions. Last week was pretty fast-paced. San Saba made it pretty fast-paced because they, they flung it through the air. Tonight, I think with those, with Junction running the wing team, we're going to see a lot slower game, and we're going to see a game where Mason can work through some of those progressions, learn, grow together, uh, build the camaraderie with these young players. And, you know, you got some call-ups, and we haven't even mentioned yeah, those yet. Talk about and, them. and uh, But uh, I think we'll take another two-minute commercial yeah, break. coming up on the moment of silence here. And, uh, uh, we'll be back here, talk about the call-ups, talk about our sponsors. Uh, you're listening to Mason Puncher Football here on 95.3 in KNEL. Landmark Realty is a proud sponsor of the Mason Punchers and Cowgirls. Serving this area since 1975, we're third-generation punchers and realtors who bring proven success and a team approach to helping you sell or buy real estate, ranches, homes, farms, weekend, and commercial properties. Call, stop by, or visit us online at LaneburgRealty.com. For the best service and market sales price, choose Lamberg Realty. Choice of the Hill Country. You can pick any bank, so pick a bank that's deeply involved in your community. 
from sports and FFA to 4-H to just about anything with Mason Youth, we're on the team. From CASA to Habitat, from the Mason Volunteer Fire Department to our senior programs, we're invested. From checking to savings to CDs to real estate commercial or consumer loans for your business, we're committed. Stop by today to experience banking at its finest. The Commercial Bank, a better way to bank. Member FDIC. The Commercial Bank is an independent community bank that has served Mason since 1901 with the same name and same goal of providing community leadership and excellent financial services. We believe we should know our customers and our customers should know us. Our business model is based on relationships and that is why we believe banking with us is a better way to bank. The Commercial Bank, a better way to bank. Member FDIC. Johnny and Leanne Fleming and all the folks from Hill Country Collision Repair are excited about being a part of another great year for the Mason Punchers and Cowgirls, and we wish them the best of luck throughout the season. At Hill Country Collision Repair, we appreciate your business. We're located at 301 North Live Oak, or give us a call at 347-5767 for free estimates on domestic or foreign auto repairs. Hill Country Collision Repair. 95.3 KDL. Welcome back. Still pregame here. We're at the Puncher Dome, our Clinton Schulze Stadium. Listening to Mason High School School Song and uh, waiting for these teams to get back on the field and uh, rekindle this uh, you know, traditionally a rivalry matchup junction. Not in our district uh, last year and this year, but uh, still on the schedule, thankfully. And uh, they're always uh, definitely. Uh, dreaming about that next uh, victory over a Mason uh, puncher football team. Uh, both teams three and one on the season. Uh, fans have traveled here tonight. Uh, we respect Mason will take care of business. Uh, come up close loss against Wall last week, twenty to fourteen. And uh, Mike and I were just discussing for the break. Got some young call ups. Uh, uh, JV uh, had a big win last night here at home against Steamville B team. Uh, they scored 57 PA points. Anyway, a uh, few uh, young call-ups, uh, some sophomore uh, junior call-ups, uh, number 11, Berto Aguero, number 32, Marcus Harding, uh, number 36, uh, Matthew Culver. Uh, last Matthew Culver, sophomore, the other two juniors that were playing down. And uh, but it was good to see the JV play combined. All the kids got in, uh, very involved. And uh, get to get to claim, you know, bragging rights about beating Steamville uh, for for a school. Punchers are on the field. Their uh, last second pregame stretches, warm ups. Uh, junction team, very young. New head coach Scott Freeman came from Comanche, uh, but they've got one, two, three, four, I believe five freshmen uh, on their varsity roster, but. As we talked about early on, they've got a veteran backfield. Uh, of course, they're going from a spread back to a kind of a wing T offense, but uh, they're going to be uh, led by the turning quarterback number five, Abraham Escamilla, senior 5'9", 160. Uh, and we you got, you know, those kind of players, a little younger on the offensive line and uh, definitely on the defensive side, but you expect, you know, they're going to protect the football and uh, they're just going to have to make, you know, make plays, go three and out, hold them, and uh, just not give them any kind of momentum early. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just watching uh, as these guys warm up and uh, as the coaches come over here to the sideline, and uh, you know, just I think there's a, a little, a little bit of 
a stillness in the air uh, when it comes to the crowd and the team right now. I think uh, they're waiting for that first big play to get back roaring again. I really think that community-wide and, and, and player-wise, I'm sure, that they felt like that one was obtainable last week, and uh, they let it slip through the cracks. And uh, and you and I talked about it up front. Uh, maybe the defensive coaching scheme wasn't wasn't uh, 110% in the first half. Uh, because we hold them, you know, we hold them for two quarters after the second qu- for second and third quarter, they didn't score. And they got all their points in the first and the fourth quarter. And so, you know, we talked about what we wanted them to do. Well, I did. It's funny you mention that because I, I did ask Coach McLeod that, and I think it was more just off the record, just casual conversation. Yeah. I was asking about that, that big pass play, that interference play. But I said, you know, we were trying to sit there and guess what, you know, just like y'all are, what are they going to run? Yeah. And, He's like, well, I called it, you know, we called the defense scheme that, that takes care of multiple plays. And he's like, if it's, if it's fullback give, you know, or, or give and follow like that quarterback right. was doing, he's like, we're, we got assignment on that. He said, if that turns into, uh, sprint out pass, like, which is what they did, uh, you know, we're already in the, we're already, we got our run stoppers up. Yeah. But we, we're not going to let them get, you know, he's like, you play your assignment, they don't complete, you know, He's like, that was a good call. He's like, that's, that's the best a coach can do mm-hmm. as far as the call on the field because we, we can't get – we're not trying to go all in on what they're going to run, but we're, we got people in position to take care of what we know is probably a chance – one of three plays. Sure. Which we saw most of the game. And uh, so that's kind of a neat way to, to look at it from that, you know, that defensive side. Right. We're, we're thinking about, well, we've got to go all in and they're going to get to the fullback, you know, or they're going to run option and, you know, option's just – doesn't matter what defense you're in, you gotta you gotta get to your man. You know, right. you gotta beat your block and or take. Well, that's where those little time. those little things come into come into big play there, um, like you were talking about. Mason punchers come flying out. Oh my goodness, they got uh, they got hung up in the yeah. They got Wofford's being wrapped up by the sign. Finally, right. finally shakes it loose. Uh, one thing I did uh, erroneously say Wofford only had three passing touchdowns on the season. He got five. Touchdowns and two interceptions. Yeah. Three sacks. Did a good job last week. We're uh, just avoiding sacks. And really, most, most of the season, he's been able to you know, escape, keep his eyes downfield. Uh, but one highlight of the last two weeks is seeing Isaiah Bishop get more touches out of the backfield in just two games. Right. Uh, running the football. He's already 15, uh, carries 150 yards, 10 yards per carry average, two touchdowns. So he's already taught, uh, tied Ryan Todd as far as touchdowns. Todd leads the uh, rushing attack, 36 carries, 300 yards, just over eight yards a carry, two touchdowns. Uh, the longest run of the season by Tate Spencer for 65 yards in a score. He also leads the team in receiving uh, five grabs, 102 yards, and a touchdown. So waiting for the Junction Eagles to come out. Punchers uh, in their white. Helmets tonight, purple jerseys, white pants, Junction Eagles visiting team in white jerseys, black helmets, black pants, gold lettering. And I hope this crowd gets a little more fired up because there's just... Yeah, for for homecoming at the Puncher Dome, it's awfully quiet. Against Junction, I mean, you just... But like I said, I think there's a little bit of... I think there's a little bit of stillness lingering over from last game. I just want to see, you know, right off the bat, just see some... Vengeance being uh, taken out by the Junction Eagle football team. They take the field. 
their crowd, you know, they're they're going to get fired up if they get any kind of early success going against the punchers. They their eighth grade beat us again, or that that year's uh, back to back years uh, has won, and uh, that's kind of few and far between. But uh, the program is uh, definitely geared towards upsetting the Mason punchers. Captain's on the field for tonight's punchers, number <clears throat> twenty-two, Blake Lewis, still injured with the boot on the foot. Number 13, Spencer Morris. And number three, Isaiah Bishop. Captains for tonight's punchers. And we're going to just stay right here as the uh, band plays the national anthem. Call-ups this week, a few uh, injuries of note. Not the punchers, uh, number 72, John Finn, out for tonight's game on crutches. And number 65, Alfredo Valdez, also number 29, Brody Comey, all out for tonight's game. Ty Noble still out, along with uh, Blake Lewis, who's not suited up, but captain for tonight's punchers, senior. On the uh, junction side. You also said Alfredo Valdez, didn't you? Yes. Okay. Uh, I, th- I thought I did. Captain's four. So is Landon Jinch. I thought I saw him out there, but. He's right straight down in front of you, no hat. Yep. No. Well, that explains all the call ups. Yep. Landon Jinch is out. I should tell you, I asked that of Coach McLeod in the interview, and he just either forgot the question or totally ignored it. Quite a few out for tonight's game. As a white hat flips the coin, Junction wins the toss. They're gonna defer. Looks like they're gonna defer to the second half. Junction's gonna take the west, kick to the west. Wow! With the wind. So Mason, for the first time in a long time, is gonna be uh, receiving the football in the first half here at home, and they're gonna be uh, starting from our right to left. Um, get this one. Get this one going. Get this one fired up. Your uh, kick return unit. They turned one for a touchdown last week. Ryan Todd with a big, about a 70-yard return for a touchdown. Exciting run. And then they let the onside go over the head the next next time around. Yeah. So, uh, big play capability. Also, some vulnerability. 
As the teams just don't like to kick it, kick it deep anymore. Uh, this level that, I, that I've noticed. No. Kind of like an NFL deal. I mean, they just kick it out of bounds or kick it in the end zone yeah. every time. Well, if you got a kicker that can kick it out of the end zone. I think zone, they just ought to eliminate kickoffs in the NFL. So let them start at the point. Yeah, no doubt. Back deep to receive for the punchers. Number three, Isaiah Bishop. All alone right now. Normally Todd's back there with them. Like they got everybody up. And kicking off for the Eagles. Their biggest player on the field, number 77, Rafael Benavidez, <laughs> junior, six foot, 345. Is this where the slogan? No, that, yeah, is it is. Yeah, yeah, okay. Same, same kid. Uh, 345 pounders don't make good safety. So yeah. <laughs> and they take the onside, quail onside. Puncher's now spread out. Surprised <laughs> he put on the brakes that fast. Uh, Bishop's still all alone. Standing is on 15. And, yeah, he's he's doing. and over the head, Todd gets it running backwards at the 15, takes it up the field, finds a thing hard at the 30, and yeah. a bunch of offense to take over. Number 22 put the put the lead on him. That on freshman, number 22, Angel Cruz. Yeah. He, let him, he let him know he was there for sure. So Mason will start this one at the uh, 20 or 32-yard line, where it'll be first down and 10. Again, if you're just joining us, nice evening for football. Mason's starting from our right to left on their first possession of the ball game. Break the huddle from the sideline. Wing T backfield. They motion Spencer out to the right. And off right side. Todd, big hole up the middle. Makes a move. All the way out to the 40. Good pickup on first down. Yeah, he's going to run it all the way down, like Will said, to the 40-yard line where he's going to pick up six on the play. He's going to bring up second down and four. They're moving from our right to left and all in purple jerseys, white pants and helmets. And uh, Junction is in black pants and helmets and white shirt. Todd and Scantlin, tailback, Wofford under center. Maybe reverse. Uh-oh. Trap to Spencer. He's out in the space. Stiff arms at the 40. They're in Junction territory. Make pick up by Tate Spencer. The holes are big, and uh, the running backs are taking full advantage. Spencer, he showed an impressive... Uh, he had an impressive game, I thought, last week and uh, on both sides of the football. And uh, he takes that carry all the way down to the other 32-yard line into junction territory. So as a pickup uh, of about, oh, 40 yards. And so uh, it'll be first down and 10 for the punchers from the junction 32. Waffle goes in the shotgun. Two receivers on the right to the near side. And gives it to Scanlon out of the backfield. Big hole. Scanlon up the middle oh, and ankle tackle man. At the 20, but enough for another puncher first down. Scanlon was sniffing the goal line on that one as uh, uh, he was not anticipating the shoelace grab uh, by the safety. And uh, another big first down for the punchers down to the 20-yard line. Punchers run three plays and picked up about 65 yards. Line up in the wing tee. Brody Baker split wide left. They go back to Spencer. Ooh. Take that toss, and they give it back to the Spencer. Now, that time, they sniffed it out. He's going to pick up three on the carry. I didn't realize how far Milo Mayfield pulls on that play. He goes from center, and uh, he was all the way out here uh, picking up the safety on the near side on that fake. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, Will, that play, uh, they, they sniffed it out that time, only picked up about three yards. It'd be second down and seven uh, from the 17-yard line. Call it a trap. I guess it's just kind of a counter 
Blocking play. Now they go double tight end set. Toss straight to the fullback. Stanton wrapped up in the backfield. Can't get away. And they're going to get a slight loss. And number 52, that's two plays in a row. He's made he- uh, he's made uh, made it hard to get out of the backfield. Uh, no gain on the play. Going to bring him third down and seven. So first three plays of the, of the drive, we gained about 65 yards. The, set, the next two, we've gained uh, about three. So Mason needs to uh, finish this drive strong as uh, Wofford will be from the shotgun. Rod receivers, Todd on the left, Spencer on the right. And play action, Wofford's just going to keep it himself. It's back about the 20, 15-yard line. It's going to be fourth down and about five. Yeah, obviously four down territory here for the punchers. No, no intent to punt. But uh, fourth down and five is what they face from the 15. Junction defense starting to clamp down. Backed up, thrown into the field. See what the punchers dial up here. Fourth down and five. Still scoreless here, 8.45. Remaining in the first quarter. Punchers on their first offensive series. Wofford to be in the gun. Twins on the left. Motion Spencer across the line of scrimmage. While the rolls left, now he has to pull it down. Rolls on the run, cut. By Tate, makes a good move. Oh, nice move. And should have enough for the first all the way down inside the five. Yeah, that was a nice pitch and catch right there. Wofford nearly got hammered uh, before he let go of that ball, and he did take the hit afterwards. But uh, it was was, uh, a nice catch by Spencer. He sticks his foot in the ground, cuts back to the outside, and, uh, man, punchers uh, pick up a big four down and five there. Makes it first and goal from the four. Low the box, two tight ends, Goodwin and Rowe. We're going to give it to Ryan Todd, right side, follows his markers, untouched, into the end zone, touchdown punchers. There's a lot of junction players laying on the ground on that one as uh, the big boys up front did their job, made it easy for Todd to sneak in the end zone. While well, we got a second and a shoe timeout, or a shoe change here, uh, let's thank our sponsors, Will. Mason Bank, Willow Creek Cafe, Nine Bar Land and Cattle, Heart of Texas Ford, Flameberg Realty, D Commercial Bank, Mason Building and Supply, Hill Country Collision Repair, Lukey's GM Cars and Trucks, Midcoast Well Care in Mason, Dan Gandy Real Estate, and the Mason Puncher Club. Kobe steps back for the extra point. Steps forward, boots it, looks good. And the extra point is good. Mason leads Junction 7-0, remaining in the first quarter on a two-yard touchdown run by Ryan Todd, third on the season. Got most of the yards, just not most of yeah. the touchdowns. And uh, set up by a good fourth down conversion, both by Wofford making a move, keeping his eyes downfield, and Tate Spencer doing a good job of catching and run. I mean, catch and run, just making a move yeah. on those short pass routes. Yeah, absolutely. I thought uh, Tate Spencer did a really good job on two different plays there to really keep that drive alive. Had the big hole, the big run, and then uh, had the big pitch and catch there for the fourth down and five situation to pick up the first down. Just real good. Uh, no flags uh, to on that drive, and uh, that's exactly what we talked about in pregame. This game should be clean from our perspective, and uh, we should be able to uh, to come out of here um, mentally prepared to move down the road and, and to do things better than we have the last two weeks. So, uh, Eagles will be returning this kickoff. Puncher's kicking from our right to left. White road teeing it up. Send those junction jerseys. It's hard to see the, the numerals. They're in gold. Zach D to receive. Standing at their own 15. 
can't read those numbers. Got my glasses on. I can tell you where it's harder to read them, and that's in junction. <laughs> Squib kick by Rowe. Picked up just beyond the 30 as the uh, player just takes a knee, and they'll take over Eagles offense. First time on the field tonight, and uh, they'll look a little different. Not as much spread. They'll be lining up like we do in the wing tee. Very, they're about 80% run coming into tonight's contest, 20% pass. Let's go to the strong side. Starters for the defense up front. Tino Montiano at the nose. Case and Jacoby, Milo Mayfield at the ends. Ontiveros, Spencer, the outside linebackers. Jaden and Scantlin. Jaden and Hayden, the inside linebackers. Timeout already. That junction. Couldn't get the play clock off, play off as the play clock was getting down to two, so they had to burn the time out here. And uh, we'll take one with them. We'll be back here in uh, in 30 seconds. You're listening to Mason Puncher Football, KNEL 95.3. The Mason Puncher Club is a nonprofit organization that helps promote, support, and improve the athletic activities of the Mason School District, and they encourage all parents and the community to participate. The Mason Puncher Club also wants to wish all of our student-athletes, coaches, trainers, cheerleaders, Flag Corps, Puncher Pete, and the Twirlers a very successful and a safe year. Mason Punchers Club invites you to join them in supporting the Punchers. 95.3 Back here live, there's just under eight minutes left in the first quarter. Mason leads Junction 7-0. And Junction, before their first play, from scrimmage on offense, they call a timeout. Uh, the play clock was down to two. You know, we were just joking. It's good to see the play clock back in action and uh, and a steady game clock as well. Yeah, on the scoreboard. Amazing what a new box will do for you. Single back look for Junction. Escamilla, the quarterback, will be under center. Motion the wing back right to left. Pull back diving. Oh, my goodness. He's sandwiched right at the line of scrimmage. That's going to be a loss of about three on the play as uh, there was about more purple jerseys than there was white jerseys around the football. Uh, brings it up second down and 12. Uh, Junction's first possession of the football game. If you're just joining us, Mason uh, does a really good job of going down on their first uh, possession and scoring a touchdown. They lead this from seven to nothing with about 7.30 on the clock. He's got a big wide out on the left side. Senior number 11, Matthew Weber, 6'3", 160. The committee is going to go right back to the fullback near the same play and swarm it again. All 12, 11 hat. Well, 10. Brody Baker is in coverage. <laughs> Couldn't find him out there. Yeah. So that's going to bring up a third down, and uh, they may have given him a half a yard there. So we're going to call it 11. Third down and 11 for uh, Junction uh, back on their uh, 28-yard line. Seven minutes on the clock here in the first quarter. Mason leads this one seven to nothing. Arsenaldo, uh, young, very young team, uh, still fairly big, uh, both sides of the football. A lot of freshmen in the mix. Their center, from seventy-seven, junior, six foot three forty-five. Anchoring that offensive line, Escamilla play action rolls to his right, has to get rid of it, out of bounds, incomplete. We're on the Mason sideline, and uh, Mayfield got Man, a good hit on him. I thought that was going to be real, real close. Some dirty laundry out there, but uh, they let it go. Fourth and one. Uh, for, I mean, fourth and 11 is what uh, Junction faces here. Is 
on their first possession as they look to punt this one away. Ryan Todd, Isaiah Bishop back to receive. Bishop comes up. Todd's been uh, catching him on the fly and uh, definitely a threat. Get a little space on the punt return. Low snap off the ground. Oh, no. Pick it up. He throws it. So that's going to be incomplete. No receivers over there. Yeah, I think that's an incomplete forward pass, kind of, underhanded pass. So, uh, no flags, although they're just going to, that ball goes over. Yes. First down and 10 from the from the 25-yard line. Mason punchers have great field position for their second drive. The snap just kind of rolled back to the punter. He could not get it off the ground fast enough. I had too many punchers bearing down on him right there. He had two on each side. Yeah. We're going to get that punt off. Dropping six over. They lead junction 7-0. 627 left in the first quarter. Wofford's going to start out in the gun. He's got three receivers set. Two left, one right. Going to give it to Todd out of backfield. Another big hole, but he stopped as he gets out across 25 to the 24. So it looked good early. Yeah, junction really overloading the right side of that, uh, that offensive line. And... Uh, they, uh, they put the whole stop on Todd there. As he only picks up about four, second down and six. Junction defense is running a four-man front. What they call the uh, 31, kind of like a 4-2. Puncher spread out again, three wide. Swing pass to Todd, left side, trying to get the edge. Cut. And finds a creep. Oh, and my goodness. And he's gone. Touchdown, Puncher, running Todd, flag. Back on the play, though, that's going to bring it back. As uh, that's going to be a that's going to be a holding call against the punchers. Thought I had nowhere to go over here on the left side, and then just made a cutback. But look at where that flag is in relation to where the football went. This is the things that we talked about pregame that are got a chop block away from the football, and it just negated a touchdown. That is about the about six, five, five or six of them this year. So that's going to back up Mason to a second down and 20 situation. Uh, takes them back to about the 39-yard line. And, uh, again, this is what we talked about. You need to have a good, clean game. These these yards are going to come pretty easy tonight, as we've seen them this initial drive. So down take advantage. 20, split backfield. Motion Spencer from left to right. Play action. Wofford. Those on the run. Has Spencer across the middle, up the field. He's back to the last line of scrimmage, down around the 24. Yeah, he's going to bring up a third down and about seven, eight, no, six maybe. Yeah. Third down and six. The ball sits on about the 23-yard line. Well, I just uh, found Tate. Dragging across the middle of the field. That was a nice, that was a nice drag across there. Tate does a really good job of when he catches that football, of turning up field. And, uh, you know, a lot of people want to string it out or run laterally. He really does a good job of turning it up field and getting those initial yards. My experience playing tailback so many years, a good uh, addition of a versatile player this season. Walford under center, toss sweep to Spencer around the left side, breaks a tackle in the backfield, and just nowhere to go. Is, yeah. Don't you got penetration that time? Yeah, just uh, nowhere to go. They're going to lose yards on the play. Fourth down and eight is what uh, the punchers faced here. They overcame a fourth down and five on their initial drive to wind up scoring their, a touchdown. 
They started this drive, remember, uh, from the uh, about the 26-7 yard line. And thus far, all they have is about two yards to speak for. <coughs> As uh, they went down and scored a touchdown, not got negated by a chop block away from the ball. But uh, fourth down and eight is what the punchers face here. Twins left. Bishop on the inside. Receiver. Whopper to be out of the gun. Looks left. Steps up. Across the middle. Incomplete. Looks like our receivers got tied up. Yeah, the receivers ran into each other. Whopper didn't let them clear. But Isaiah Bishop was wide open over here in the corner as uh, he was able to to uh, well-drawn-up play. I think you go back to that uh, later in the game. But turnover on downs is what the punchers have on their second possession uh, due to a flag and uh, a couple other yeah, ball goes over. That time you had the tight end white row running a post route down the field and our outside receiver running a post crossing pattern. Right, and they yeah. just kind of – the defender was kind of right in the middle. They all three yeah. ran into each other. First down, junction, handoff, left side. And tailback gets to the line of scrimmage, maybe a yard. Yeah, uh, ten hats on the ball again. They're going to give him two, two yards on the play. Second down and eight. Uh, from the 27-yard line is where Junction takes over for their second possession. There is 3.46 on the clock here at the Puncher Dome. Mason leads this one 7 to nothing. That was a carry by number 22, Angel Cruz, freshman. Had that big hit to start the game on the kickoff. Escamilla will be under center. Split backfield, two receivers. They just run the veer option left side, and a good job of wide row crashing down and holding on. Yeah, another pickup of about two yards on the play. He's going to bring up third down and six from the 28-yard line. Another carry by 22, Cruz, 5'9", 150. Looks a little bigger than that. He gets up and just kind of hunched <laughs> over. Kind of holding his side. Stays out on the field. Number nine, Isaiah Gonzalez brings in the play. Linebackers Davis. and uh, safety is doing a really good job of getting to the football. As uh, Will stated earlier, there's there's a lot of helmets on the football. Punchers lead it seven to zero. Two forty-five remaining in the first quarter. Junction back on offense, facing third down and six. Escamilla sprint out pass, rolls right, throws deep down the right side, over the head, incomplete. Intended for number thirteen, thirteen, eleven. Yeah, the big tall receiver Matthew Weber, Spencer Morrison coverage. Brings up fourth down and about six. Uh, Junction had a uh, had a worm roller of a of a snap on their first punt attempt that uh, wound up the kicker wound up just flinging it left handed out of the out of bounds. They got three oh, off the ground again. Weber drops it. And oh, he's back! Oh, and he's got the football. He's got the football. He's into the end zone. Touchdown, Punchers. Wide row hits him, it takes the ball away, and runs it in for a touchdown. So that's one way to do it. So back to back weeks with a special teams touchdown. Time on the punt return team, and uh, didn't have to return it. Wide row just took it from the punter, and before he landed, you know, on the ground, and yeah, no doubt uh, he hit him, and uh, it went. Uh, ball went up in the air. Wide row picks it out of the air. And runs it in for a touchdown. Kobe, he's got the shoe on. He did it for the extra point. Some more to hold. Low snap. Gets it down. High. Splits the uprights. 
Launchers uh, extend their lead 14 to 0 here over the Junction Eagles. Uh, 2.26 remaining in the first quarter. And uh, as we. Geez, we're only. Really, not even 20 minutes into the game yet. Yeah. Lead 14 to nothing. Yeah, I think, uh, like I said, a really good opportunity here to, to have a good, clean game. And the offense really needs to, uh, really needs to show, show that as they come back out here in just a little bit on their next drive. But, uh, defense really doing a good job. Special teams picked up a score for the second week in a row. That's always a, a giant positive. And so, uh, maybe some things coming together here for these puncher squad as, uh, they look to avenge that loss they had last week. I want to thank our sponsors, as always, Mason Puncher Club, Dan Gandy Real Estate, Midcoast Well Care in Mason, Lupke's GM Cars and Trucks, Hill Country Collision Repair, Mason Building and Supply, The Commercial Bank, Laneburg Realty, Heart of Texas Ford, Nine Bar Land and Cattle, Willow Creek Cafe, and the Mason Bank. Right row tees it up for the kick, kickoff unit, and uh, he just scored that second touchdown for the Punchers on a... Takeaway on the uh, punt from Junction. Short run at the ball. Oh, and he kicks it out of bounds. Drives it out of bounds at about the 20-yard line. Flag. So uh, they'll get another start out there around the 30-yard line with the football. Junction hasn't had a first down yet. Uh, They got close on that last third down. Uh, Threw a nice ball down here in front of us. And uh, just over the head of their tall receiver, it's also their punter. We got to the secondary starters on defense: Isaiah Bishop, Ryan Tide, the safeties, Brody Baker, Spencer Morris on the corners. Jaden Scanlon, Hayden Harding, the inside backer. Scanlon, the leading tackler for the punchers, followed by Tate Spencer, Kaysen Jacoby. I believe uh, Milo Mayfield all. So a legal procedure on the punchers. That's going to put the ball uh, on the 30-yard line is where uh, is where Junction will have their third possession of the third football possession, game. Yes. So trailing 14-0. to zero. And Wing T backfield, toss sweep, left side. 17, no room to go. And nine hats on the football he gets back to the line of scrimmage. Goodbye, number 17, Larry Tellis, yes. senior. They're going to give him the line of scrimmage. I don't think he got back there, but they're going to give it to him. It's going to be a second down and 10 from the 30. Mason doing a really good job of getting to the football here, but uh, Junction not showing an overwhelming amount of speed or uh, ability to push us back. Yeah, compared to last week, I mean, we're just – Cutting through them like butter on the defensive front. Now they'll go twins to the right side or the far side. That's Camilla. Counterplay left side. Very familiar looking run or play. Mm-hmm. They get positive yards out there on the left side. Biggest run of the evening for the Eagles. Yeah, that was a good run there as uh, he let his blockers develop, the blocks develop in front of him. That's going to take. Uh, Take them down to about the 37-yard line where it'll be third down and four. It was interesting to see your defense play the same offense that, you, you know, that you're running every day in practice. Sure. Uh, you ought to know what's going on. Right? Yeah. 
As uh, it goes, say, third down and three. Two wide receivers. They try to go up the middle, and there's been nowhere to go so far. Yeah, that Jacoby, direction. Jacoby was all over that one. He, they picks up a loss. Gets a loss on the play. Takes it down to uh, 35-yard line, where it'll be four down and five. Watch us just back to a 3-4 defense, which is also different to see from the last couple weeks where yeah. last week we had five or six men up front. We had lots of different defenses last week. We were doing everything in our power to try to stop. Construction goes back to punt again. So far, they have not got a punt off. I can go snap to the punter yet. There it Time is. catches it. Flag on the play. Oh, false start, though. So that's going to back them up another five. I caught it at the 30. Would have had plenty of room to return it. Well, ain't waste any time punting every car. No. Ball start on on junction. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> I mean, you... you Almost like you let it bounce off of you have You have scooped up off the ground and seen two really big guys running at you. You scooped it up off the ground with a little more confidence the second time, got hit, the ball stripped from you, and a touchdown scored. The third time, by golly, just catch it and drop it and put the foot into it. So they're going to try this again. Uh, another get it off quick. Todd's going to get a chance to return it. Catches it at the 35, bounces out to the left, cuts back. Breaks tackles. Now he's down the left sideline. Rowe trying to get the block. Todd makes a little shimmy move down the left sideline. Diving for the pylon. Oh, touchdown. The pylon. Touchdown. Horse collar. As you go into the stall, <laughs> Flight, sliding in, <laughs> down punchers on a. Man, I, just, I just don't understand that. They, he had four Junction Eagles standing around him within two yards, and he just all of them stand straight up. And he runs right through them. So good for them. Good for Todd. Touchdown, punchers. He was safe under the end zone as Hunter kind of. Grabbed him by the collar. He got to the goal line. But, yeah, Todd does a great job of when they got him surrounded. He just splits the middle. I mean, yeah. just a burst. And then just enough little head, head fake down the field. Buy him some yards. Kobe in for the extra point. Make it a 21-0 ball game. High snap. Morris cuts it down. The ball sounded flat. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that? I mean, it sounded flat when he kicked it. Looks flat. It didn't go very far. It didn't go very far. Punchers lead it 21-0 to zero as uh, we get to the end of the first quarter. Swap into the fields. We'll take a 30-second commercial break. Be right back with the second quarter action here on 95.3 King Hill. Having medical care choices close to home is now possible. Midcoast WellCare Mason is here to serve your walk-in primary, family, medical, and well care needs. Midcoast Medical Center Central Llano offers 24-hour emergency care, imaging, diagnostic laboratory, and rehabilitation needs. Having a choice of medical providers is essential. Choose Midcoast for all your family's medical needs. Midcoast Health System, better health close to home. He's got the catch as he dives into the end zone. Touchdown, Red Raiders! It's time to pave the way for the LBR. 
K. Show the world what it means to come from Lubbock, Texas. Tech has won this game. Join us Saturday. It's the Big 12 opener against the Longhorns. Our coverage begins at 10 a.m. on your home for Red Raider football. It's the Raiders against the Longhorns, Saturday at 10 on 95.3. Back here to start the second quarter. Puncher just went up on the Eagles 21-0 on a punt return. About a 65-yard punt return by Ryan Todd. See, and I think this is what they ought to do in the NFL, and they ought to make them kick all onside kicks. Punchers get good field position uh, as the penalty came as Todd crossed the goal line with the horse collar. Punchers will be kicking off from the junction 45 back in to receive. I think Roe can kick it out of the end zone. Two freshmen back there receive this kickoff standing in their own end zone, and Roe is going to try to... Oh, he was aiming for it. Now about five yards short of the goalpost. Touchback. Junction will take over their own 20. So, uh... Hey, what? There's many freshmen starting for Junction and the eighth grade getting back-to-back wins over the Mason team. They're going to have a pretty experienced squad here in a few years. Yeah, for sure. So, Mason defense looking to, uh, I think this is an opportunity also in this game to get a takeaway. Uh, defense needs some of that. Wing T, backfield, handoff, right side. I got blockers in front of yeah, number five, Abraham Escobar. Well, that's the quarterback. So, that was number three, excuse me. Reagan Levine. Yeah, picked, up, picked up five yards on the game. Going to take it down to the 30-yard line. Second down and five. 11.40 on the clock. Uh, we're into the second quarter. 21-0 is the score. Mason Puncher's on top. It is homecoming here at Mason. Uh, doesn't sound like it down there. Sounds pretty quiet. Last uh, week we were much less, louder. Uh, a lot more people here, I imagine. Tall sweep right side. That's the cruise. Lowers his shoulder on Hayden Harding and picks up some extra yards after the first down marker. Yeah, he's going to get the first down on the play. as uh, It'll be the junction's first... Uh, First down. First, first down, if you will. Takes it out to the 35-yard line. That was Ivan Walford in the game back there at safety. I guess he was just spelling Bishop for a play. Nope, still in there. He's spelling Todd. Yeah, something's up with Todd. Uh, Todd hadn't been playing near as much as he did. Uh, not sure where he even is. I don't see him down there. Camilla looking to his left. Play action. Throws. Out to the corner, caught. Just like a foot was out of bounds, and it was. Caught by the big receiver, number 11, Matthew Weber. Good grab, just uh, thrown a little wide. Yeah, I think it was obtainable. I think he just uh, didn't get it shut down fast enough. But uh, that'll be a uh, bring up a second down and 10. I don't even see Todd. Oh, there he is. Todd looks healthy on the sideline. Walford and Bishop to safety. Twins left. Split backfield for Escamilla. They go reverse counter, right side, and that's the play you recognize. Yeah, no doubt. Bearing down right there on that one. Hunter Goodwin and Bunch uh, just putting a little stop on that one for a loss of two and bring up third down and 12. Goodwin with the only recorded sack that I can tell so far on the season, mm-hmm. which is kind of strange. We played two... Very run he- uh, pass heavy team in San Saba. And uh, Wall also threw the ball quite a bit last week. 
Two receivers wide either side. That's going to be a straight drop back throw. Being pressured, steps up, across the middle, incomplete over the head of the intended receiver, I believe. Yeah, Wofford had an opportunity at that one if he just turned around. <laughs> so nobody was nobody was looking. The ball doesn't typically fall in dead man's land. Yeah, he, there was a man deep and a man at the first down marker, both in the middle of the field. Junction's going to have to punt again. Got the last one off, but even though the last two punts have resulted in Mason Puncher touchdowns, <laughs> it's very odd series, but uh, as Weber gets this one off. Oh, that's a nice punt. Mission's going to fair catch it at the 30 off his hand. Goes back to the 20. And he fair caught it. Yeah, still tackled him, but ball's going to be spotted at about the 17. Mason territory. Uh, just uh, one of those awkward punts. He, he, it's a knuckleball when he kicks it, and so uh, you can't ever catch the rotation just right. Uh, kind I can of catching remember, it over his shoulder. Yeah, I can remember catching some of those, and you know, it just doesn't go. It doesn't hit. The impact's not what you think it's going to be. Yeah, it's still spinning. It hits your arms as uh, Mason offense takes over. 17 yard by 9.45 remaining in the first half. Punchers lead it 21 to 0. Two scorers on special teams, only one from this offense. Wofford's going to start from the gun. Zone read, keeps it himself over the right side, has running room. Gets the corner, lowers the Ooh. shoulder, and he's stuck. Man. As number tell you what. Two, that freshman Cruz, tell you what, that he, dude. that's why he's up there. Yeah, I think, uh, I think he doesn't mind laying the lead. As uh, Wofford still picks up eight on the play going to move it down to about the 27-yard line. Where will be second down and three. The JV misses that kid. They didn't even have a JV game, did they? No, they canceled on us yesterday. The JV White. Second and two for the punchers. They go twins right to the near side. Wofford in the shotgun. Motions Ryan Todd across. Oh. Has to snap. Has to pick it up. They blow it dead. Ball hit the ground. Wow, that's going to be another big loss there for the punchers. Just going to back them up about five yards. And bring up third down and about six. So, I mean, this is the kind of things that we talked about, Will. I mean, these are the kind of things that that uh, we should be progressing progressing past. I mean, luckily, you got a 21-point advantage in this one to, to be able to absorb it, but uh, still... You'd like for him to overcome this right here on this long third down and eight. But your offense didn't convert on fourth down their last series. They go three wide, twins on the left. Play action. Wofford scrambles to his right. Now he pulls it down. With his legs taken out yeah. at the 25. He's going to be short of the first down. Yeah. Four or five yards. So uh, Mason's going to have to punt this one away as it's uh, fourth down and five. Again, right there. I think the last play had him had him a little messed up because he had some open receivers. Um, but uh, I understand he was under yeah. under pressure just a little bit. He kind of rolled. He had to. He had time. Pressure was from the left. He needed to go to his left where two of the receivers were. Yep. In the far side of the field, Harding goes back to punt. First time tonight. Number nine, Isaiah Gonzalez drops back for the Eagles. Standing at his own 45-yard line. Good punt. Wow. He gets hit. Flag comes in. That was a good punt. Landed at the side of the 30. Rolls down. 
18 yard. Yeah, line. everybody holds still, though. They got a rough in the kicker on the play, and uh, we need about five yards, and that's going to get us uh, what we need right there. As Thank you for uh, Junction for sustaining that drive. Another special teams blunder by the Eagles. Mason's going to keep the ball, but uh, it looks pretty flat our last two offensive series. I think we're just trying a little too much. I think we could just line up and pound the ball if we wanted to. First offensive drive. Yeah. We're spread it out, which is fun to watch. Just not uh, not getting it done through the air so far. Chase Spencer's had a couple of good catch and runs. So that's going to bring a first down and 10 for Mason. The ball's going to be placed on the 30-yard line. So uh, after the rough and the kicker penalty, Mason back in business uh, and need to uh, – Need to drive this ball down the field with uh, only seven minutes to go here in the second quarter. See backfield, counterplay right side. Big hole for Isaiah Bishop. He's off to the running. He's gone. Yeah. No one's going to catch him. To the 10, to 5, touchdown on punchers. No laundry on the field. That's a 70-yard run by number three, Isaiah Bishop. Well, so much for that drive, right? Go back to town on the football and drive reads one. One play on that drive. Yeah. One play. So well, good run there by Bishop on the counter play. He had a big hole, but uh turn on the Jets down the home sideline and he gets his third rushing score of the season. Had a big run last week. Yep. Got us in the scoring position and uh had a good catch too. Yep. Out of the backfield and good catch and run. He's another one I like to watch handle the ball. As soon as he gets it, he he's looking upfield. And uh, there's a lot of value in that because we talk a lot. We see a lot of those players try to move left and right, and that that deal just doesn't work. Definitely needs to be on the field. He's a huge weapon for this offense, and shows that their extra point by Jacoby's good. Let's just take a 28 to nothing lead here with 7:06 remaining in the first half. And just their second offensive touchdown of the ball game. Two came on special teams punt plays, punt return plays. Yeah, that's, you know, as a coach, when you come out and you're failing, you know, to <clears throat> force the punt on that last offensive series, we get the rough and the kick, the penalty, you just know they're going to come out and just run the football. You know, just very basic. Mm-hmm. You know, just get back to some positive yardage. Really, Junction has not shown, the, I mean, opened up some big holes inside the, you know, between the tackles. <laughs> yeah, some real big holes. So, but, again... Opportunity to work on some things, Well, I don't know how many times I've said that, but, uh, you know. Never stop learning. Yeah, I mean, a chance for Wofford to be able to open it up and see some progression and go through some progression, rather. Well, it's good that you can do that with your first-year starter quarterback and still be up 28 to nothing, even though right. we expect to score every time we touch the football. Byro nearly kicked it through the goal. Post last, keeps this one short on the ground, and it's going to be down inside the 30. About the 28. You know, I wonder why Hayden Harding hadn't gotten to run the ball as much as he has. He had a tremendous game. What was that game two against Comfort? Oh, yeah, that one. You know, yeah. he had like three big touchdown runs. And yeah, you're right. He just hadn't been in the back so much. No. So. I guess they're just saving him. I don't know. Maybe they'll. Oh, he ran the ball last week. I just haven't seen it, but. uh. Eagles get the ball back, first and 10, and they're on 28. 
They drop the ball on the handoff. Samia picks it up. Ooh. And he's going to be sacked. Pox tackle for a loss back at the 20. Yeah, Brody Baker and company were honing in on him once he once he bobbled the ball. It's going to bring up a big loss uh, for Junction. Second down at about 15. I was, watch, so. I was watching the defensive side. I think that was a botched handoff. No, uh, yeah, it was. You're right. It was misdirection. 640, 6.45 on the clock. Mason leads this one 28 to nothing. We're here in the second quarter. Let's thank our sponsors real quick. Well, Junction's coming out of huddle. Mason Bank, Willow Creek Cafe, Nine Bar Land and Cattle, Heart of Texas Ford, Laneburg Realty, The Commercial Bank, Mason Building and Supply. To me under center, hands the ball off. Right side, number 17, gets a couple of yards. Larry tells, tell us. Yeah, nowhere to go on that one. As uh, it's going to bring up third down and 13. Hill Country Collision Repair, Lukey's GM Cars and Trucks, Midcoast Well Care in Mason, Dan Gandy Real Estate, and the Mason Puncher Club. Grant Spears comes in to Phil Harding, middle linebacker. I like watching Barris play. Yeah. I'll tell you what, uh, him and old Hunter Goodwin, probably two of my favorites. Uh, they're just hungry. Yeah, they just like hungry for the football. They don't mind popping the pads a little. Third and 13 for Junction. Camilla, toss sweep, right side, right there, and tackle for a loss. <laughs> uh, I mean, call, call up. I mean, not a call up. Well, he is. He's a sophomore. So, you need a stop? But seriously. But he, he, he adds a sense of life to that to that whole defense, kind of like what Bishop did when he was that age. I mean, he really does. Yeah. Playmaker. Uh, yeah. And it, first set of legs, for sure. Harding was definitely gassed coming off the field. He just ran right in there, and big tackle for a loss. Brings up uh, fourth down and 17, 5.09 on the clock, and flag on the play. we got a legal substitution, so that's going to be fourth and two forevers now for Junction. As, uh, like I said, there's 5.06 on the clock. Mason leads this one 28 to nothing. And both Bishop and Todd back to turn the punt, so they're going to get a chance to... A legal substitution again on Junction. I would be surprised if we don't return this one past the 25 to the 20-yard line. <laughs> if he gets the punt off. That's awful optimistic, considering they're catching it at the 50. <laughs> hope they don't start catching. Ball snap off the ground again. Weber gets it off. Watermelon kick. Todd. Smartly caught. I would have had the over-under on that one. He had people in his face, so he did, did the right thing. You didn't specify which 25. <laughs> I'm definitely not on this end of the Not play. on that end of the Takes over in good field position. No 46-yard line. Yeah, Mason will have it first and 10 from the 46-yard line. They'll be moving from our left to right. If you're tuning in and tuning out and tuning back in, 4.57 on the clock here in the second quarter. 28 to nothing is your score. Puncher's on top. Offer to start out of the gun. Three receiver set. Quinn to the left. And the far side. Stanton and Todd in the backfield. Quick throw. Right side. Caught by Rowe. Good catch. Ooh. Tackled by two players. Good pick up a five. Hey, I down. thought he was, for a minute, he was going to pull that foot free. Yeah, he did. Yeah, five-yard gain on the play. Second down and five from about the 48-yard line just over midfield. Punchers go no huddle. They're going to stay in the spread. we got trips over here to the near side. Now White Row is wide left. 
is now wide right. Wofford. Another gun. Sprint off. We got all kinds of flags on the play. Rowe was not even set yet. It's going to be a false start on the punchers. So just when you think that they're going to put a drive together without any penalties, uh, you know, they, they tried to get a little smarter, and uh, it's going to cost them here as uh, it's going to back them up five yards. So it's going to bring up second down and ten. Even worse. All back to the original line of scrimmage. Even worse, it slows down your Momo no-huddle offense. You're trying to get back to the last scrimmage, yeah. run the next play, quick throw. Now they break the huddle. Walford stays in the shotgun. Twins left. White row to the near side on the right. Walford rolls left. Goes on the run to the flats, caught by Scantlin. Got running room. Oh, Scantlin just makes sure he gets the first down as he takes on what's the littlest guy on the field, I'm pretty sure. And a and, freshman, yeah. And just eats his lunch at about the uh, 40-yard line. Uh, the only way I can describe that is he caught Scantlin but did not maintain his feet on the ground. Scantlin did a somersault over him. Yeah. After he lowered his shoulder. Well, for a quick throw, out, swing pass right side of Todd. Makes a good cut. Gets that across the 35. Stays in bounds about the 34. Yeah, so uh, it's going to bring up second down and five. Ball on the 40, about the four, 34-yard line. So I guess it's really uh, second down and about four. I'm just doing it through the air here on this drive. Just some quick, short passes. It's good. I like to see the yeah. diversity in there. I like to see Wofford just checking down to his back. Go three wide again. Play action. Rolls left. It's Scantlin uh, again in the flat. Actually, that's Hayden Harding. That's Hayden Harding. He's going to have the first. Harding's going to take it all the way out to the first down. I tell you what, though, if he'd have stopped right there or if they would have run that uh, without bootlegging it, um, run that same pattern, uh, Tate Spencer was wide open at about the 15-yard line. Did you see that out there? Yeah, they're just flooding that side. I mean, right out there in that zone coverage that, that – uh, the secondary of, of Junction is running. Tate Spencer is wide open. So if we see it here, same formation, play action, straight drop back. Now Wofford flush to his right and sacked back at the 40. Couldn't get away. Yeah. That's number 10. As, uh, he's made some good plays here, too. That's going to be a forever loss. So that's going to bring up uh, that's going to bring up second down in about 22. Sacked by number 10, Caden Dale, a ST. I assume that means senior. Let's see. Second down and 22. 2.33 on the clock. 28 to nothing is the score. You'd like to see the punchers. Offered out of the gun. Three receivers. Looks left. Throws the flats to Spencer. Makes a good move. Oh, yeah. And he's going to be right at the first down marker. No, original line of scrimmage. Down yeah. to the 25-yard line. So out of that 22, he picks up about 16 of it back. And uh, that's going to make it a third down and manageable situation of about seven. Uh, good pick up there and another good catch and run by Spencer in traffic. I mean, he hit somebody right on him as he caught that football. but Ball was a little late getting to the spot. As uh, No huddle again. Wofford rolls to his right. Looking to throw. Flushed. And now he throws it away. Good job there avoiding the sack. 52 on his hip again. Derek Bedell. Four down territory for the punchers. Four down and seven. 
The ball uh, is is just outside the 25 to the 26-yard line where punchers are looking to put this one in with a minute 48 on the clock. 28 to nothing is your score. Punchers uh, about one for three on fourth down conversions, one of which nearly went for a score. Tate Spencer early in the ball game. One of them got called back. One got called back. <laughs> that was a touchdown, I believe. It was a touchdown. Punchers take a timeout. Take one with him here. A minute 48 left in the first half. Punchers lead it 28-0. to zero. Be back in 30 seconds. Nine Bar Land and Cattle is a proud supporter of all sports in Mason. We have much to be proud of here in Mason. Winning teams is how we roll. And Nine Bar believes in that philosophy of how we do business, too. Support our teams and consider letting Nine Bar be your winning team when you're buying or selling ranches, land, or homes. It's a great day at Nine Bar. And as Lee Graham said, it's a great day to be a puncher. 95.3 And we're back uh, here on uh, 95.3 KNEL. And you listen to Mason Puncher's uh, broadcast. And they lead this one 28 to nothing with a minute 48. Facing a fourth down and... About eight. Uh, ball sits on about the 27-yard line. Uh, punchers have put a pretty decent drive together, minus a sack and uh, a penalty. This ship uh, in the backfield next to Walker. The receiver set. Walker looks right. Being pressured and sacked again back in the 35 by number four. 52, the constant pressure. Where's he coming yeah, 52 and edge. four came off the edge unblocked, and uh, Wofford never saw him. He, he dodged the first one but couldn't get away from the second one. <laughs> and a big turnover on downs late here in the second quarter as uh, Junction will take it over. So, I mean, so that's where we always talk, talk about finishing the, the half. That last Especially quarter. when you're not getting the football to start the second half. Yeah. So Junction takes back over from their own. 35-yard line, trailing Mason 28-0. to Toss sweep, right side. Number nine, really hurtling a defender, yeah, buddy. Scanlon went in there and tried to cut two defenders and the running back. Did a pretty decent job. He slowed him up. Second down and eight after a gain of two by junction. Minute 24-23 on the clock. I was trying to say, it looked like he was trying to bounce off his own blocker. Junction slow to get the play back in here as uh, they don't have much intent to score, I guess. with It's going to be under a minute by the time they snap this. They have one first down this half. Probably more time of possession, but uh, wing fee backfield behind Escamilla. Looks the wing back across, right to left. And off right side. Nowhere to go right there as Scanlon uh, uh, was all over that one. So, time taken away, 43 and counting on the clock. Ontiveros and Fisher in the game, outside linebackers. Aiden Harding at the middle backer, White Row. Case and Jacoby at nose, and Hunter Goodwin on the left, defensive end positions. 25 seconds. Camille will be under center and off left side. Junction's just going to play keep away. I note this clock. 
Yeah, Rowe and Scantlin all over that one as uh, another timeout's going to be called. This one's going to be called by Mason. I can uh, see that. I mean, yeah, we got a 28 to nothing lead, but fourth, fourth down, got 11 seconds. Another score on the board, you know? Maybe. Maybe. At least give yourself a point to return it. So let's thank our sponsors one more time, Will, uh, in this first half. Mason Putcher Club, Dan Ganey Real Estate. Well, Midcoast Well Care in Mason, Lukey's GM Cars and Trucks, the Hill Country Collision Repair Group, Mason Building and Supply, the Commercial Bank, Laneburg Realty, Heart of Texas Ford, Nine Bar Land and Cattle, Willow Creek Cafe, and the Mason Bank. And uh, let's also pause 10 seconds for station ID. FM, K-N-E-L, serving Brady, Eden, Voca, and all of the heart of Texas and Northwest Hill Country. Yeah. Fourth and eight for the Eagles. 11 seconds left in the first half. Mason leads it 28-0. Ron Todd, the lone return man. Hunters are going to let him punt it off and see what Ty can do. He just fair catches it. 25. Seven seconds on the scoreboard. We call a timeout there. Maybe we're going for the block, but nobody was really. That was a return all the way. No intention. Well, I recall the timeout. Think we'll run a play here with time on the clock. Bunch is going to break the huddle from the sideline. And uh, I expect we'll just see a, a run play here, hopefully opening up a big hole. Well, he's back. Scantlin, Todd in the backfield. Wofford under center, hand off to Todd. Left side. Has a hole, breaks a tackle. A big hole there, but just got pulled down from behind. That's going to be the end of the first half. Hunters lead this one 28-0. They head to the field house. Take a two-minute commercial break. Come back with first half stats and more. Listening to Puncher Football, 95.3 KNO. Hours of practice, dedication, and working together make all the difference come game night, and Mason Bank is a proud supporter of our area youth. Whether participating in athletics, band, academic competitions, we know they're learning skills that will help them succeed throughout their lives. At Mason Bank, we believe it's those same skills that make us a better bank. Dedication to our community and helping families succeed in their financial planning. Mason Bank, proud supporters of the Mason Punchers and the Mason Cowgirls. Mason Bank, member FDIC. Johnny and Leanne Fleming and all the folks from Hill Country Collision Repair are excited about being a part of another great year for the Mason Punchers and Cowgirls, and we wish them the best of luck throughout the season. At Hill Country Collision Repair, we appreciate your business. We're located at 301 North Live Oak, or give us a call at 347-5767 for free estimates on domestic or foreign auto repairs. Hill Country Collision Repair. Mason Building Supply is your hometown general store. That's right. We've got much more than building materials and hardware. Check out our selection of Wrangler clothing and Twisted X footwear. Dress for the job with Wrangler regular fit, cowboy cut, and cowboy comfort jeans. Wrangler Western work shirts and denim shirts and Twisted X belts. Protect those toes with Twisted X and Chippewa snake boots. Check out the new arrivals of clothing, building materials, hardware, and so much more at Mason Building Supply, 254 Moody Street in Mason, or call 325-347-5899. 
If you would like to hear a rebroadcast of high school sports aired on KNEL AM and FM, visit KNELradio.com homepage and find the listing of KNEL podcast. Click on the KNEL Sports Podcast and you can enjoy listening or downloading your favorite sporting events. KNEL serving the heart of Texas and the Northwest Hill Country with your sports podcast. KNEL Sports Podcast, making a difference in your life. 95.3 KNEL. We're back here at the halftime show at the Puncher Dome. Mason Punchers lead this one 28 to 0. And uh, here's what the first half stats look like as the Junction Eagle Band starts their performance. Mason ran the ball 17 times for 134 yards. Uh, or 6 of 8 passing, 63 yards, for a total of 197 yards from scrimmage. 0 for 4 on third downs. I could just catch that one. Yeah. Zero turnovers, two penalties, 20 yards, time of possession, seven, just over 17 minutes. Uh, in comparison, Junction ran the ball 17 times, only nine yards. They're 0 for 3 passing, zero yards. Nine total yards in that first half, legal offense. <laughs> 0 for 5, third down, one turnover. They're on that fourth down punt. And two penalties, 10 yards. So their time of possession, which I thought was longer, but it only shows six minutes. Nearly seven minutes of really. I don't think we time of possession, right? Probably not. I mean, we they only had one first down, but that's what the game stats look like. Let's go see uh, what the scoring summary recap that. Then Mason leads it twenty-eight to zero at the half. So twenty-one points in the first quarter. Started off nine twenty-three. Many in the first quarter. Ryan Todd. Got a three-yard rushing touchdown set up by that fourth-down conversion pass to Tate Spencer. Got us all the way down there, nearly scored. Extra point by Casey and Jacoby was good. All three, all four extra points were good there in that first half. Four or four remaining in the first quarter. On a fourth-down punt play, White Rowe tackles the punter, takes the football, and runs 26 yards uh, for the return touchdown. And... Uh, Late in the first period, a minute 57 remaining. Ryan Todd takes it 70 yards. Uh, catch on a punt return touchdown. Push collared at the goal line. Extra point was good, and the score was 21-0 into the first quarter. In the second period, Isaiah Bishop takes the ball 70 yards on a run play. Yeah, that was probably the best series, or best uh, play start to finish. Yeah, one, after a roughing the kicker, we were punting before that, but uh, got the ball back, one play, one handoff, and a 70-yard touchdown run by Bishop, as long as on the season. And that took the score after the extra point. 20, Mason 28, Junction 0. The yeah, Junction has 9 total yards, Mason 197. Obviously, uh, 20 yards in penalty. Uh, not quite what it was in the first half last week. But I guess this young Junction team probably a little too much. Yeah, man, folks. Although, it's never going to be perfect. Right. And, uh, both the uh, offensive. Junction fans loud. Very loud. Right in our face. <laughs> both the uh, offense and defensive fronts doing a good job of just blowing up a lot of scrimmage. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I think I think my takeaway from the first half, Will, is pretty simple. Um, 
we've got to just clean up our overall game. Just clean it up a little bit. Uh, you know, we missed a block right there late in a sack. You know, it caused us a sack to uh, have a turnover on downs. We had a negated touchdown on a chop block away from the football. Uh, and like we said, that's about the sixth one this year that's been negated uh, due to a penalty. And those are the things that – that's why you have preseason uh, or, pre, or pre-district. Um, and we know what district's probably going to look like. Uh, a little bit more of the same we're seeing here tonight, but the problem with that is, is that if we can't if we can't get better on teams like this, Shiner or Furio are down the road. Well, I, I like that they're trying to develop Wofford, first year starter, junior. Sure. In that you know we we know we can line up two tight ends, double tight, run the football and score and you know right. seventy points, but. They're trying to develop him. We're spreading it out. We're trying to let him see the field. Um, but even now, I saw it in the scrimmage, one of the first scrimmages, and I see it here tonight. You know, they want to roll him out. It's, it's tough to be a pocket passer your first year. I mean, I mean, he's used to throwing the football, but yeah, but one of the hardest things in the world to do is to throw on the run. It's hard, but it's easier to get out, you know, and see sure. your, your receivers. And, you know, he's also a good scrammer, but we are on the protection on the edge. We are just not. I mean, Crawford is having to run around those defensive ends just so he can get his eyes back downfield. Uh, so I don't know. You know, I like he was throwing, checking down, throwing to, to the backs. You know, running, uh, you know, flare passes and swing passes and just checking down. And I like I just let him throw those quick passes all the way down the field. Let get your guy, your playmakers out in space. And then he faked that. And then he hit somebody deep. You know, I mean that's. that's Bait them in, go over the top, and just anyway. That's just my my take on it. I just I just noticed from the first scrimmage, second scrimmage tonight. Occasionally we get we get that block and we steal that block. Most of the time, Wofford's having to run around that. that Absolutely. I, I think there was a couple opportunities though from the pistol or from the shotgun. Let him go ahead and throw from the pocket. He's got more time in the pocket. He does. Really. Essentially. And then let him skirt around the outside and get outside the tackle if he needs to. You know, let some of that let some of that backyard football come into play uh, because we've seen some of the best at, at other levels uh, capitalize on that when they have that little bit of athleticism. And we've seen Tate Spencer be open a couple of times, and if he'd have stayed in the pocket and not rolled away from him, he would have seen it and been able to target that. But, these are, again, these are just – you know, these are pretty complex things that we're talking about from the booth up here. That uh, uh, harder to see out there on the field being uh, sure. paid, you know, and, and pressured and stuff for anybody. I mean, should have took Otto three years as a starter to really master, get comfortable uh, with that, that spread offense, that uh, you know, doing some zone reads and some RPO type stuff, which I'm sure they're trying to get to, uh, get back to, and. Uh, very t- tough offense to stop. But another thing, obviously he's trying to find Spencer on the field. I mean, Tate is the go-to receiver right now. Brody Comey's out. We just don't have any weapons on the outside. I but Tate Spencer's doing a heck of a job when he catches the football. We've seen Ryan Toggins split out. We've seen Isaiah Bishop. So we just got to find ways to get those guys the football. I like, I like Isaiah Bishop. I, my, one of my favorites. 
uh, formations right now for this Mason Puncher offense is the shotgun with Isaiah Bishop in the backfield and Tate Spencer in the slot. I think you've got lots of options right there. But, like you said, the edge has to be sealed in whichever direction we're going so that we have time to get to those people. But those two, those two playmakers right there have really opened things up uh, for, a, for a second level standpoint, getting away from the two tight, two tight end situation. Which we know we can do all, all night long here. And uh, so, anyway, eventually they'll, they'll get comfortable with it. And uh, I got a lot, of, a lot of time in district to work on it. Take another long, uh, do a double four minute commercial break. And uh, let let them uh, play the Texas report, and then more will come back and report uh, some scores from around the district area region, uh, all the top ranked teams, and uh, be back in about four or five minutes here on ninety five three Canyon. I'm Karen McHugh. Conflicting messages from the White House over how border agents dealt with illegal Haitian migrants in Del Rio, Texas. The president is putting the full weight of his office behind a narrative about mounted officers whipping migrants that may not be true. The photographer who was there says about Border Patrol, I've never seen them whip anyone. He was swinging it, but it can be misconstrued when you're looking at the picture. Just days ago, Mayorkas seemed sure whips weren't used. Now he thinks he spoke too soon. The president wants punishment. Fox's Peter Ducey. When asked when or if the president will visit the border himself, the White House responded. His view is the most constructive role we can play is by helping to push immigration for, uh, reform forward, helping reform the broken policies of the last several years. Press Secretary Jen Psaki. America is listening to Fox News. Taco Bell. Here's your 95.3 Real Country Weatherology forecast. Lows of aloft around 56. Tonight, under partly cloudy skies, southeast winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Daytime highs approaching 86. Tomorrow, mainly clear skies. Tomorrow night, lows dip down to about 57. That's a look at your forecast powered by weatherology.com. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki. Currently, it's 79 degrees. The Mason Puncher Club is a nonprofit organization that helps promote, support, and improve the athletic activities of the Mason School District, and they encourage all parents and the community to participate. The Mason Puncher Club also wants to wish all of our student athletes, coaches, trainers, cheerleaders, Flag Corps, Puncher Pete, and the Twirlers a very successful and a safe year. Mason Punchers Club invites you to join them in supporting the Punchers. the way for the LBK. Show the world what it means to come from Lubbock, Texas. Tech has won this game. Join us Saturday. It's the Big 12 opener against the Longhorns. Our coverage begins at 10 a.m. on your home for Red Raider football. It's the Raiders against the Longhorns Saturday at 10 on 95.3. I know your old car or truck just isn't meeting your needs anymore. You need something better. And you want it now. But the current shortage of fresh out of the factory new cars and trucks has left the dealer lots just about empty. 
One option is previously owned car or truck. And at Lucas GM Cars and Trucks in Brady, we have a pretty good selection of quality used cars, trucks, and SUVs. And here's an even better idea. Ask the folks at Lucas about a certified pre-owned Chevrolet, Buick, or GMC. A certified pre-owned vehicle takes the guesswork out of used car shopping. They're inspected, reconditioned, and offer many new car benefits, such as extended powertrain warranty. With a certified pre-owned Chevrolet, Buick, or GMC from Lucas, you get peace of mind, without the new car price. Come on by Lukey's today and have a look. We think you'll be pleasantly surprised. And remember, you can check out our entire inventory anytime at Lukey's.com. Lukey's, your gateway to savings always. The Commercial Bank strives to be the good neighbor. We are committed to supporting our many worthy community projects and our awesome school system. Our vision is to continue to grow the TCB brand by welcoming new customers. Remember, it is always a good time to bank with us. Small town banking is alive and well at the Commercial Bank, a better way to bank. Member FDIC. If you would like to hear a rebroadcast of high school sports aired on KNEL AM and FM, visit KNELradio.com homepage and find the listing of KNEL podcasts. Click on the KNEL Sports Podcast and you can enjoy listening or downloading your favorite sporting events. KNEL serving the heart of Texas and the Northwest Hill Country with your sports podcast. KNEL Sports Podcast, making a difference in your life. 95.3 KNEL. We're back here live at the halftime show. The Mighty Band from Puncherland on the field. Uh, wrap up their performance. You know, you know, it's a uh, game's going well for you when uh, three of your players are out there uh, performing tonight and not in the field house. Yeah. All last week in a close ball game, but uh, it's your band uh, second week in a row they're decked out in full uniforms. I don't know what they're playing this year. Sometimes I know I recognize the tune, but uh, can pay a little more attention. It is homecoming of the. Uh, Nation crowd and no court. No what? No court. Queen's court. Oh, do they do that? Uh, they should. I don't see where they're getting prepared for it. Nonetheless, up. So 13 minutes left till second half kickoff. Again, punchers lead 28 to zero, and all the band plays in front of the home stands. We'll report some scores from around. Division One Two A area and across all uh, ranked teams across the divisions and classifications. Number two ranked Shiner Comanches. They they're taking on the number nine ranked team, Division Two Two A Burton, and Shiner leads that one twenty four to zero at the half. They take on Wall next week down in Fredericksburg. Everybody thinks that's going to be a pretty you know pretty good game to watch on an open week close by. I expect Shiner to take you know. Take them. Yeah, yeah I do take them, and that'll be a good gauge as to what, you know. Right. Hopefully, Wall will do something spectacular, upset them, a little bit in their pride. Right. And, uh, anyway, uh, go out west, close game, number eight ranked, uh, Division 2-2A El Dorado. They lead Sonora 26-20. to That's been a long time. I can remember the El Dorado football team has led Sonora. And they're out there close together, but, uh, Sonora is usually the, 
has the upper hand in a lot of those matchups. And uh, right. Anyway, Eldorado leads North 26-20 at the half. And we'll go down my list. YMLA San Antonio leads center point 21-0 in the first half. Uh, kind of stick with 2A here before I go up the classification. In the future, tomorrow, Johnson City takes on Freer. That one at 2 o'clock in Freer. Go back to the top of my list. Division 2, 2A, number one ranked Mark. They lead Italy 20-7. to Grossbeck. The Grossbeck Goats lead Normandy 35-0 to as they begin the third quarter. Evelyn Wiley leads Brownwood 35-0 to at the half. Division 1, 3, number one ranked Jim Ned, Indians. They trail Snyder 15-7. to Snyder a little bigger school, but uh, that one's close as they're midway through the third quarter. Jim Ned trailing Snyder 15-7. to Gatesville and Lampasas in a close ball game. Gatesville leads that one 19 to 17 over Lampasas. New Deal moves to the ranks. They're ranked number six this week. Who, sorry, who's beating Lampasas? Gatesville. Oh, really? Leads Lampasas 19 to 17. <laughs> sorry. Number 10, Idaho, Division 2, 3A. They lead New Deal, or number six ranked New Deal, 21 to 0 at the half in the battle of the Lubbock Suburbs. Arizona leads Brady tonight, 14 to zero at the half. Arizona leads Brady, 14 to nothing. Number five ranked Cisco taking on Comanche. Cisco leads Comanche, 21 to seven. And a reminder, Cisco's down in our division, ranked number five. They lead Comanche, 21. We beat Comanche, 34. We beat Comanche, 34 to nine. 34 13. 13. Two scores real, real late in that game for Comanche. Number seven ranked Holly Bearcats right behind uh, New Deal. They lead Bangs tonight, forty-one to zero at the half. Holly, forty-one to nothing lead over the Bangs Dragons. Lano and Ballinger tonight. Ballinger leads, or excuse me, Lano leads Ballinger in a close ball game, nine to seven. As they're late in the second quarter again, Lano leads Ballinger nine to seven. Dublin. Leads San Saba 17-14 late in the second quarter. And a close one there is Dublin 17-14 lead over San Saba. Back up to Division One Three A number two Gunner. They're always number two. They lead White Right 49 to nothing late in the second quarter. Number one Rick Franklin of East Texas. They lead Lexington 35 to 12. Blanco Panther. Blanco Panthers taking on Three Rivers tonight. Blanco leads that one 26 to seven. Harper with the 32-0 lead over Menard. Both uh, lost to Shiner last week. They lead Carnes City 20-0. Fredericksburg with a 10-6 lead over Bernie tonight in Fredericksburg. And here's a definitely one I'd like to watch tonight back up in 4A. Number one ranked Carthage taking on number two Gilmer. And Carthage leads, leads that one 14-0 at the half in Carthage. Number five, Stephenville. B team was here tonight on the JV. Stephenville leads Connolly 31 to zero. And then back down to Division One, Division One Two A. The number one ranked Frio Bobcats lead Crystal City Avalinas 29 to zero. Holland leads Hearn three to nothing at the half. And again, Shiner leads Division Two Two A. Number nine, Burton. Shiner leads that one 24 to zero. 
and your Mason Punchers lead junction here tonight, 28 to nothing at the half. Yeah, I don't see a whole lot of other close ball games. So move, move around. Take another two-minute commercial break. Seven minutes till the second half kickoff. Be back in two minutes here on 95.3 Kenyon. The best-selling pickup for 44 years just got better. Heart of Texas Ford and Brady announces 0% financing for 72 months on new F-150s. Get 0% financing for 72 months on your new F-150 from Heart of Texas Ford. This great deal is available until October 4th. See your next truck at heartoftexasford.com, where every deal comes straight from the heart. Having medical care choices close to home is now possible. Midcoast Wellcare Mason is here to serve your walk-in primary, family, medical, and well care needs. Midcoast Medical Center Central Llano offers 24-hour emergency care, imaging, diagnostic laboratory, and rehabilitation needs. Having a choice of medical providers is essential. Choose Midcoast for all your family's medical needs. Midcoast Health System, better health close to home. Meanwhile, at Willow Creek Cafe and Club... Chase, do you see it? It's the light at the end of the tunnel. Nah, Mom, it's the train coming at us. No, Chase, things are getting better, and Willow Creek Cafe is still serving the best home cooking from 6 to 10, Monday through Sunday. And the club is open Monday through Sunday from 5 to midnight. Oh, I see it now. It's the headlights on your Jeep. Oh, jeez, not again. Chase, your memory is worse than mine. Whatever, Ange. You can pick any bank, so pick a bank that's deeply involved in your community. From sports and FFA to 4-H to just about anything with Mason Youth, we're on the team. From CASA to Habitat, from the Mason Volunteer Fire Department to our senior programs, we're invested. From checking to savings to CDs to real estate commercial or consumer loans for your business, we're committed. Stop by today to experience banking at its finest. The Commercial Bank, a better way to bank. Member FDIC. 95.3 We're back here at the halftime show. Both teams back out on the field. Hunter's getting ready to head out of the inflatable helmet. Into the fog as they lead this one 28-0. Two of those scores coming off of uh, special teams plays. And uh, a couple of scores I forgot to report. There's one uh, not too far south uh, in Kerrville tonight, number two ranked Corpus Christi Cal Allen. A 6-0 lead over Kerrville Tybee. Kerrville unranked, looking for the upset. And Division 1-2A, number nine ranked Beckville Bearcats. They lead Bryce Carlisle 21-14 at the half. Punchers run down the sideline, first out on the field, feeling pretty confident. I don't think it's homecoming tonight. I kind of questioned that when we got here because I, I just didn't see all the bells and whistles. I thought it was. Normally it would be. On your last home game before district. I think it's the first home, district home game. You may have changed it this year. No idea. Maybe my memory's fading. But I'm not on the homecoming court. I'm not on the committee. Me either. <laughs> but your kick, kickoff team as uh, they got the ball to start the game. Junction will get it to start the second half. We're waiting for the Eagles to. And I still like I like that inflatable tunnel. I want a big puncher, Pete. Guns up in there, shooting 
Not. That won't ever happen in this lifetime. Man, watch clubs got some cash. Probably. If they took Raider Reds. No guns away? No, well, not his gun. But Red Ra- Raider Red Meat. They took uh, his. Oh, crud. His mallet away. Not mallet. Um, I'm out of total loss. We'll have to, we'll have to take a break. <laughs> Come back. And Took his knife away. Well, yeah, I know. Any, any depiction of a weapon. Don't understand. Um, trying to get pictures cutting some barbecue. That's all he was doing. Well, that's the uh, NCAA and modern college for you. Large universities, large public universities. Butchers uh, ready for the second half to start. Fans trying to get themselves fired up. And two freshmen go back to return this kickoff for Junction. Number four, Caden Roberts, freshman quarterback, 6'1, 150. And uh, number 22, we saw in the first half, Angel Cruz, running back, 5'9, 150. Why row? Might kick this one deep. Nope. Okay, and goes out of bounds. Uh, about the 22-yard <laughs> line. <laughs> <laughs> well, coach's encouragement there. Did you hear that? Does he come out the field? Quit kicking it out of bounds. That's a great, great thing about broadcasting from home. We can hear more off the field than just about anybody. Yeah, no doubt. Coaches are right below us. Travels right up this ten, and and uh, you can definitely hear it. So I think you need to re- come up here and repaint this. Well, no, I, I don't even look. This I don't even look off the edge anymore after that kickoff return last week. Oh. Run play, toss loop, left side. Case and Jacoby wraps him up in the backfield, tackles him for a loss. Yeah, it's going to bring up a, about a second down and twelve for Junction. Uh, they're going to be back at uh, their 26-yard line. Mason defense doing a really good job of containing the outside here, uh, but Junction not really doing a good job of, of blocking that outside. So uh, I expect to see some rotation in here uh, fairly quickly uh, on the defensive side of the ball especially. Second 13, Junction head off left side this time. Uh-oh. Max got room to run, tackled out of bounds as he crosses – and maybe not. Already to the 34-yard line. Big pickup that time for Junction as he's going to gain about six yards on the play, but it's still going to bring up a second down and seven. I'd say we got a very versatile front front three there, Mayfield, Monciano, and Jacoby. I mean, they all rotate. They play the nose. They play the ends, the tackles. Still like Mayfield up there in the, in the center of that deal. Oh, yeah. Supposedly, according to coaches, he's the one that's going to whip you every time. You're amongst his uh, peers. Third down and seven. The Eagles, they run counterplay right side. Nowhere to go is yeah, May- Mayfield and Jacoby right there to stuff yeah. that one. And, and uh, uh, got there in the backfield, kind of slowed him down. They're going to bring up a fourth down and seven. No gain on that play. 10-19, just starting the third quarter here. Junction uh, got the ball first, and they're uh, facing their first fourth down 
of the second half. Bishop and Todd back to return, sent it to him 30. And that time they got the snap up to punter number 11. He just punted out of bounds down to the 35. Not going to give Mason a chance to return that one. He's going to get a good spot. Where is he going? Yeah, all the way out to the 40. Wow. I don't think so, but okay. It was right in front of us. Yeah. Roll down to about the 30. It was about the 32 or 33 yard line is where it actually went out of bounds. But they're going to mark it about the 40 yard line. Nonetheless, Mason, good field position, start this second half. Coach Owens breaks the huddle from the sideline. Wofford's going to be under center. It's Spencer's foot wide to the right. Shatter on the left. Fullback dive to Scanlon. Big hole. Covers the ball up, lowers his head and shoulders. Just I mean, you want to talk about turning and burning those feet. He just kept them moving. Looked like a pinball out there. But uh, he rumbles and bumbles it all the way down to the 38-yard line of junction yeah. for, for a first down. Big first down run there. I will say this. I will say this. I'm super proud of Coach Owens, uh, coaching staff, and whoever had control over it. We're getting these play calls in a lot faster than they had the last two years. Drastic improvement from that regard. Wing T backfield. Spencer to the wing back on the left. Junction jumps off sides. We're on triple option. Give it to Scantlin. Gets a big pickup down to the 30. A half yard short of the first down. Yeah, he motors through there. I thought we caught him off sides on the play, but I guess not. Uh, uh, it's going to bring up second down at about two. You don't see as often from this offense. Now the wing T is a you know kind of a triple option, kind of keep it in reserve. But I think we could do pretty well with it routinely. Alford's a pretty smart quarterback as he be under center, checks his backfield. They run triple option left side. They give it again to the fullback. Scantlin, and he gets the first down out to the 25. Kind of looked a lot like Wall there on the first uh, four plays of this one. Tackle left, tackle right, and uh, just just picked the open hole. Big first down there for Mason as they take it down to the 25-yard line. First and 10. Harding and Bishop come in. They spell Todd and Scantlin. Cody Baker also in their flanker position. Already uh, eight. 10 remaining in the third quarter. Punchers on their first offensive drive of the second half. MT backfield. Offer again checks. Pull back dive. Harding straight up the middle. He's in the secondary. Breaks it out to the left side. Turns on the Jets. He's gone. Touchdown. Hayden Harding and the Punchers. And a flag. Late downfield. And it's going to be a flag downfield. It's going to be. Blockers uh, uh, down there. and That's going to be a personal foul. I don't know who that's going to be against. Maybe, uh, maybe Ivan. Harding broke that he one was in that vicinity. Yeah, 25 yards from uh, just a dive play. Once again, another touchdown negated based on a yellow flag. That's that's three, I think, for Harding this season. Mm. Three or four, his touchdown runs called back. We're wondering why we haven't seen him, you know, run the ball a lot. Well, I think that's the reason. Because they always hold on. They always hold, yeah. I don't think that's a reason to keep him out. I think there's correctional things that can happen it happens. to make that successful. They're just, just saying. It's just like money ball. It's, it's statistics. <laughs> Double tight end set, split backfield. 
Walford. Hands off right side to Bishop. That time, he got upended. There's just nowhere to go on that right side of the line. Going to bring him second down in the same margin here as uh, Punchers uh, made a really nice drive down there. Harding runs it in for a touchdown, and then it gets called back on a on a holding penalty away from the football. And now they're facing a second down at about four. Junction loading the box as we go double tight ends again. And somebody jumped. Yeah, it's going to be offsides on us, so Junction on back again. was moving, but must have been off our movement. There we go. Down the field, and then two penalties back us up from that Hayden Harding touchdown. And down an eight. The penalty, good one comes in. So back-to-back penalties put us in a second down and eight situation with six, six, seven minutes on the clock. Twenty-eight to nothing is your score. Mason with their first possession of this third quarter. Harding and Bishop in the backfield, two tight ends. Play action. Wofford goes left. Has a man. That's Goodwin underthrown, incomplete down inside the five. Wofford saw him. Tried to get the ball off quickly. That's one of those you just got to stop your ro- your rollout, plant your feet, and give it all you got because Goodwin had him beat. I mean, he had him beat by a good five yards, and you pulled him back six because uh, we couldn't get the ball there. Just need to put a little extra juice into that one and uh, give your receiver a chance to make a play. Third down and eight. In the junction 22 is Wofford. Bring the shotgun, Bishop and Keller split. Twins to the left side. There's Harding right to left. In the backfield. Trying to set the screen. Pulls up. Nope. Across the middle. It's the state. Tip drill incomplete. Spencer had a second chance at it. That was a good progression by Wofford to step up in the pocket and throw the football. The problem is, is he locked in on his number one read, and he had an open receiver in the end zone over here on the left-hand side. Uh, just didn't make it that far through the progressions to be able to see it and uh, almost got that one intercepted on the tip drill in the middle of the field. Good job by State Spencer of getting that one knocked down. It's going to bring up a fourth down at about seven for the punchers. We've already scored a touchdown on this drive. It got called back and uh, now trying to dig ourselves out of a two-flag hole here. The receivers, ones to the right, play action. This time throws a quick slant. Tristan Keller out of her hands incomplete. Would have had enough of the first. Yeah, Tristan uh, just got to you got to scoop that one up there. She tried to go to her knees to make the catch and uh, into her pads and uh, and offer uh, offer pads there for an incompletion. But man, what a what a devastating drive to start this second half. You run down the field on some really nice run plays in between the tackles. You try to open it up late and uh, can't make it happen. Hayden Harding with a really nice run into the end zone gets called back. Two flags later, uh, you're giving it down uh, on a fourth and six. Eagles Ooh, try to play action. Good one is all over. Good one gets his second or that's got to be his third sack in the season. Yeah, second or third sack for good one. I mean, you want to talk about all overing from the snap of the ball. Hunter Goodwin, uh, really athletic, uh, and you know he could really play linebacker. Uh, he could really play linebacker. He could probably play safety if you needed him to. Oh, can you imagine him as a safety? Oh, my gosh. 
<laughs> with all the time in the world to hit you? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Coming, coming downhill. But I think he's fast enough. I think yeah. he's a versatile uh, attribute down there on the line. And, uh, man, he's yeah. really, really been good. Now Mayfield goes to the nose. Cross sweep, right side to the Eagles. Scanlon. All over him. Good pursuit by the punches there as he gets back. Loses the yard. Right, loses the yard. So that brings a third, third down and about 15. Four junction. They tried one right and they tried one left. Nowhere to go. They're kind of at a loss for what to do here. Not enough speed to get to the outside when you got Casey Jacoby, Hunter Goodwin at the defensive end spot. Jacoby's a former fullback. Goodwin coming from the outside linebacker position, now playing front defensive line. Camila under center. And what? Watch uh, snapper. He just tried to quarterback sneak, but positive yards. But huh. I'm not sure what happened there. Yeah, he, he just got a late snap. Everybody was moving. Fourth and eleven. Stuck under center. Junction is. Uh, I think they're back to 500 on these punts, but uh, they started off really rocky as they played the. Slap it out of bounds the first go. Wyatt Rowe took it away from him in the second second go. We need to get a get a return going here after our last last offensive series. Whoever gets it off, end over end. Oh, catches on the run, hit immediately. Oh. Uh, he was definitely trying to return that one out all the way out at the 47. Yeah, Spencer Morris uh, just got blocked back into him, and uh, his his defender made the tackle. As uh, Mason Punchers will have this one. Just short of the 50, about the 47-yard line is where they'll start uh, the second possession of the third quarter. 419 on the clock, 28 to nothing is your score. As Mason takes over like on the 45, this, uh, or on the 48-yard yeah. line. Break the huddle from the sideline just helps get that offense out there before that play clock even starts. You mentioned earlier. <clears throat> Twins left, Walford under center. Pullback dive, back to Jaden Scanlon, right over the middle. Fumbling, bumbling, stumbling, out to the first down marker. Yeah, he's going to have it, I think, uh, right there. They should bring up. Oh, they're going to mark him just shy. He's going to bring him second down and one. Good nine-yard run there by the fullback. Just straight up the middle. This is what got us down there to where we stepped on our own feet. Run until they stop it. Scanlon and Todd. Spencer in the backfield. Walford looks back behind him. Long snap count. Extra long snap count. Emotion Spencer. Left to right. Big hole for Ryan Todd. Counterplays in the secondary. One sets a tackle. Another all the way down to the 15-yard line. Ryan Todd. Where was Wyatt Rowe going? There was nobody in front of him. He just kept running forward. <laughs> he didn't have the ball. <laughs> Looking for someone to block. <laughs> the follow, field, follow me, guys. The field house is the next option. <laughs> so, I'm not sure where he was going. I mean, usually those guys turn around. But good run there by Todd, nonetheless. First down punchers in the junction territory. Toss sweep, left side. Scanlon drops the football, picks it up. Flag comes in from the secondary as he reverses field. And he's going to try to get to the pylon, reaches out. Might have scored. He did, but it's going to be called back on a holding call. That would have been away from the football. 
back judge threw it early. I mean, a long way over there. But he got out on there blocking the linebacker, and the only thing I can figure. So another penalty here. In deep injunction in the red zone. That negates a touchdown. You don't even have to say it, really. It's like automatic. What, penalty is correlated with a touchdown? we got to clean this up. I mean, I mean this. We're, we're kind of laughing joke, about it, but it's really not. All joking aside, I mean, these are the things that really, really kill you uh, down the road. We're not leading 28 to nothing. And you have an opponent standing in front of you that, you know, you should be able to overcome without this. First down and 20. Go to Hayden Harding. Straight at the middle. Makes some great moves. Bounces it outside to the left. All the way down to the oh. yard line. He's bulldogged into the ground, but uh, James Royal said another nice run by number two. Back in the scoring position. Yeah, all the way down to the 10-yard line. Mason will have it uh, second down in about five, four. 2.18 on the clock. Mason's going to take their first time out, or junction, excuse me, going to take their first time out of the second half. We'll take one with them. We'll be back here in 30 seconds. You listen to Mason Putcher Football on KEL 95.3. Johnny and Leanne Fleming and all the folks from Hill Country Collision Repair are excited about being a part of another great year for the Mason Punchers and Cowgirls. And we wish them the best of luck throughout the season. At Hill Country Collision Repair, we appreciate your business. We're located at 301 North Live Oak. Or give us a call at 347-5767 for free estimates on domestic or foreign auto repairs. Hill Country Collision Repair. 2-16 remaining in the third quarter. Hunter still lead at 28-0. They have not scored so far the second half. Actually have scored twice. And both were called back due to offensive penalties. And Hayden Harding again gets it down. To the 10 yard line. It's going to be second and four from the 10. And the Eagles uh, take a timeout. Let's get time to talk this one over, dial up the play. And they'll go split backfield, Harding the fullback, Bishop the tailback. Two tight end set is Walter Benner center. Got to come away with points right here. I'll sweep to Harding, right side, bounces it out. Looks like he's going to get the corner, cuts it up, and just Ooh. cannot beat the pursuit. He does get the first down, so it'll be first yeah. and goal from about the three. Looks like he was going to walk in untouched, but she couldn't decide whether to go outside or inside. First and goal punchers from the four. They just keep it, keep it simple, punchers. Walter Dunner Center. Bishop and Harding, the tailbacks. Go to Bishop, left side. He's wrapped up in the back Ooh. and tackle for a loss. And, uh, That's going to be a, about a two-yard loss on the play. That's going to bring up second down and goal from the five. Junction defense looks like a lot of Isaiah Bishops out there. I mean, they're all just tall, 160, quick. 
a big man there, defensive tackle, but. Yeah, but right here, I think you you got to get it outside a little bit somehow. I'd like to swing past the Harding or something like that. Well, he's not even out there now. Todd Scanlon in the backfield. Watch Spencer left. out of the tight end. I'll take the Scanlon left side. That's the end of the end zone. Untouched touchdown. Punchers late flag. After Scanlon's in the end zone, Whitehead just couldn't get it out of his pocket. It was deep in Wait. there. I don't know why. Touchdown, dead ball, personal foul on junction. Okay, so a little so. extracurricular. But uh, Scanlon, as soon as he gets the toss, there's a defender in his face. He just steps inside and then turns on the jet straight into the end zone. They, again, they collapsed our edge over there. Yeah. Something I know nothing about, obviously. Uh, but does the shoe really make that much of a difference? I've never changed shoes. Is that a shoe still on the field? No, that's a glove. Okay. He threw his shoe off the field. Let's say, I don't think you can leave your shoe. No, you can leave a glove, not a shoe. But does the shoe really make that much of a difference? For a straight on kicker, I don't know. I, I would think high, straight, but short, the extra point's good. I would think for a soccer-style kicker, yes. I just, for a straight on, I don't know. Because you got a flatter toe where the soccer cleans. Yeah, more feel, I guess. You know, the... Not to overthink the shoe, but it's, it's just distracting. I've never seen one sit down in the middle of the field. You're right. I'm usually off, off from the sideline. or <laughs> he, does, he is. I mean, he's like. But, I, you know, it really lowers your heart rate, gets you, collects your thoughts. Tying a shoe is something that you really don't have to think about. And then. Frustrating things. And then you just stand up and kick it through. I mean, it's, he's making it look easy. As a coach, I'm thinking, you know, what. You never sit down on the field. You don't even put your hands on your hips on the field. I mean, you're... Anyway. <laughs> Just an afterthought. Yeah. We take a 35 to nothing lead. 52 seconds remaining in the third quarter. The things you talk about with a 35-point lead. Surprise, we... So, it, to, not to hammer this anymore, but to go the opposite way... Rowe takes his shoe off. Does he? Yeah, he takes his shoe off. Look, this yeah. young lady down here is holding it. You can't go oh, down, I forgot. He's more of a, I just got dizzy again standing up. Don't uh, forget about the penalty. Thank you, refs. So, we had a personal foul uh, on the touchdown. So, Rose we're going to kick it off the, for the second time in junction territory. He's going to aim for the uprights, I would imagine. Yeah, with no shoe. He takes his shoe off to have more accuracy. But he's, he's more of a soccer style, side of the foot, side of the toe. Take a look, you know. And and Jacoby, you know, puts oh. a different shoe on. So Ball falls off the tee. Yeah, lots of wind blowing here in Mason <laughs> as the flags There's are flags moving right now. dropping. Punchers kicking off from the junction forty-five after that. Personal foul penalty. Why kicks it deep into the end zone, and Junction's going to let it bounce for the touchback. I just don't understand some things. Well, that's all right. 51 Three. seconds left to go here Three in the third own. quarter. Yeah, to each own. 51 seconds left to go here in the third quarter. 
35 to nothing is your score. I'd like to thank Mason Puncher Club, Danny Gandy Real Estate, Midcoast Well Care in Mason, Lukey's GM Cars and Trucks, Hill Country Collision Repair, Mason Building and Supply, The Commercial Bank, Laneburger Realty, Heart of Texas Ford, Nine Bar Land and Cattle, Willow Creek Cafe, Mason Bank for sponsoring this broadcast. That's various Coy Mock coming in inside linebacker Ooh. with a double reverse. Junction runs the double receiver reverse and going nowhere. And one of our newbies got in the game right there as uh, Marcus Hardy uh, really did a nice job of staying home and making the impact right there from his outside linebacker position. That's going to be a big loss of about six. Brings up second down and 16. Hardyman. JV call up. There, Contaveras. And there, outside linebacker on the right side. You know, Fisher comes in at the strong safety position. Junction spreads it out, three receivers. Straight drive back though for Escamilla. Steps up, in chase. Oh, Hunter, good one. Good one gets credited with another assist, along with Rogelio Hutron and Tito uh, Montiano. Rogelio Hutron got hit with the quarterback. Got hit with the quarterback? He got hit with the quarterback. Oh, after Goodwin, yeah. After Goodwin hit the quarterback. Goodwin's going to do the... <laughs> Goodwin just wound up at the bottom of the pile because he was in the wrong place. Goodwin's going to try the Goodwin smackdown and uh, radio. Yeah. So, takes, out, takes that full sack away. At the end of the third quarter, Mason, these junction, 35-0, to zero, head down to the other side of the field to our right. Be back here in 30 seconds on Caniel FM. Yeah. Mason Puncher Club is a nonprofit organization that helps promote, support, and improve the athletic activities of the Mason School District, and they encourage all parents and the community to participate. The Mason Puncher Club also wants to wish all of our student athletes, coaches, trainers, cheerleaders, Flag Corps, Puncher Pete, and the Twirlers a very successful and a safe year. Mason Punchers Club invites you to join them in supporting the Punchers. 95.3. I'm back here to start the fourth quarter in this last non-district ball game. Mason leads Junction 35-0. to zero. Junction's facing third down and 18. I, I think they're going to have negative yards once we... I mean, our number twos are going in, but Travis Parker comes in. Right corner spot for Brody Baker. Spencer Morris, Isaiah Bishop still in there starting. Starters on the secondary. Jason Jacoby, Hunter Goodwin, and Cruz still at the line of scrimmage as uh, Escamilla just takes the snap and no urgency. Yeah, Runs just kind of leans forward for about three row on the tackle. 7.45 left to go here in this one. Your punchers lead at 35 to nothing. It will be a fourth and forever. And looks like Isaiah Bishop be the lone guy back to return. That's to be about the ninth or tenth punch for this junction offense. Maybe they're just saving Hayden Harden. Oh, this time he has to pull down again. Get oh, the, nice. Get the punt off, running to his left. Bishop's going to let it roll down to the 44-yard line. Bunch of territory is where the offense will take over. Then he had another block there. Number 11 just escaped that. Pressure and don't see many punters run left to kick right, the right foot. 
I don't think he had an option. <laughs> I think that was non-optional. Non-design. <laughs> so we're going to get get to see some uh, second-team players, likely many on the offensive side. Eleven fifteen left in the ball game. Mason with a big thirty-five to nothing lead. Still looking for the first shutout of the season. Well, we're just uh, eleven minutes and fifteen seconds away. Hope it didn't jinx us there. Walford on the game. He'll be in the shotgun. Twin receivers right to the near side. They motion Bishop across. Give it to him on the jet sweep. And Bishop tries to get the outside. Throws he got it. Bomb, turns on the jet. One man to beat. The 30, the 20, the 10. Touchdown, punchers. I mean, that was advertised that it was coming. Because Bishop, I mean, Walford looked out at him and signaled him across. And never took his eyes off of him and shuttled him the ball. And uh, Bishop, what a stiff arm out there on the far side to free himself on the edge. And uh, he takes it 60 yards? 57. 57? So, I mean, he's got over 100 yards tonight. Oh, yeah. I mean, on two runs, he's got 100, yeah. 130 yards. So, I like it. Yeah. Well, like as it. soon as he got, I mean, it took a while for him to get out there. Once he was running vertical, I mean, he just he burned two guys that had the angle on it. Uh, and I mean, with some with some Another high snap confidence, you're there. doing a good job of catching snaps and getting back down on the tee for Jacoby. Well, you do have a flag on the play. I'm pretty sure that's a shoe on the field. We got offsides on the defense. Yeah, that's a shoe. It was that time directly behind the kicker. Yeah. Forty-two to nothing is your score. Eleven minutes to go here in this one. Let's pause 10 seconds for station ID. FM, KNEL, serving Brady, Eden, Voca, and all of the heart of Texas and Northwest Hill Country. Hunter's taking a 42-nothing lead on the 57-yard touchdown run by Isaiah Bishop. He was lined up as an inside receiver, emotioning, and just took a little... Pitch handoff inside and around for his second touchdown of the night. Second long touchdown on a first down play. I mean, one play. Yeah. And their offense is off the field. No flags. Points are on the board. They can't take them off. One thing I want to mention, uh, Will, while we got a little bit of time here, is uh, the Hill Country Youth Commercial Heifer Show and Sale is coming up uh, in mid October. And those kids are out and about uh, from several different counties across the Texas Hill Country uh, selling raffle tickets. And uh, this year, uh, there's going to be three winners on that raffle. And uh, each winner is going to receive five exposed Brangus heifers. And so uh, relatively uh, probably about, you know, uh, uh, a $1,500 value per head. Yeah, and uh, that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good investment uh, for your dollars. All those proceeds go back to uh, the scholarship program uh, for those kiddos that participate uh, in that program. And uh, uh, what a good way to support youth in a really practical, uh, practical project that those kids go through. They raise a set of commercial heifers um, for about six months out of the year. Uh, they typically breed them, uh, those types of things, and those animals will be for sale. Uh, the week of the 20th uh, of October, 
And uh, if you need a raffle ticket, you can either contact myself or find uh, one of the board members or kiddos in that deal. Junction takes over. They're on 20. And here's the second team defense putting 10 hats on the ball. And good to see these, uh, these junior JV players, the call-ups this week, getting in the game. Get almost a full quarter to play. And credit, I mean, these guys, they're, you know, they're playing down, but they're playing down because they're leaders. They're, they're not, you know, they want to play. They bring leadership to that JV squad, and they're developing at the same time. And now, you know, it's good to see them get in the game on the varsity level for the first time this season. Sure. Second down and 10. Robert Guerrero in that right corner. Counterplay left side. No going. Matthew Cover also get into action there. Line of scrimmage. Yeah. One of those call-ups. One-yard gain on the play. Brings up third down and nine. So, back to the Hill Country commercial. I have for show and sell. If, uh, if you're interested in any of that, you can contact me uh, or contact uh, any of the guys uh, on that board. Uh, they have a Facebook page as well. And uh, good good program for kids. And uh, uh, it's uh, also a good benefit uh, buying one of those tickets. Uh, uh, you get the opportunity at five, exposed bring his heifers. There'll be three winners. So, um, good return on your money if yeah. you win. They start an operation. You they go. got to delay a game on junction here, so that's going to back them up. Uh, it's going to bring up a third down and about 14. Yeah, so all twos there on the defensive side other than Ferris and Bishop. Travis Parker. Grow, the corners, put a fishing fisher in there, safety. Koi Mock, that's here's the back middle linebackers. Hand off left side. And number 11 takes it up back to the original line of scrimmage. Be fourth down, Junction Eagles. Yeah, fourth down and 11. Hunter Goodwin's still in there having fun. Yeah, him and uh, him and Isaiah Bishop be the two starters left, I guess. Uh, 8.52 on the clock. 42 to nothing is the score here. Who was your Furio playing tonight? Crystal City. Hmm. They were beating them pretty handily. Who was Shiner playing? Shiner was playing uh, number nine race. Borton? Not Borton. Uh, Burton. Huh. Division, Division 2 to 8. They were beating a 24 nothing at the half. I'll check it here in a little bit. There you go. If you'd like to hear a rebroadcast of Knott's football game and previous games through the KNL Sports Podcast. This is a place to visit. Visit KNLRadio.com. Click podcast on the left side of the homepage. And select KNL Sports Podcast. You can enjoy, listen to, and download each and every week's game. If you'd like to be the first to know once the game is available, subscribe to the KNL Daily Newsletter and receive notification when the football game is available. Visit KNLRadio.com today to sign up. Dropping heads back. Heads back. Yeah, Isaiah Bishop. It's going to be in the backfield once again. Wofford, too. And so, Isaiah Bishop would be your backup quarterback yeah. as well. And so, you know. Uh, Spread it out three wide. Wofford, out of the gun. Next up, Bishop throws left. Hits Spencer Morris in the flat. Good catch on first down and six yards. Yeah, six-yard gain there for the punchers as they take it all the way down to about the 44-yard uh, line. 
good just uh, catch and throw as uh, that was just a, a spot ball. So they go no huddle again. Same formation. Offer looks right side, quick throw to White Road. Turns it upfield for a first down across the 45 down to about the 42-yard line. First down punchers. Wide Road doing a good job of putting that foot in the ground. Going no huddle here. I like this uh, I like this educational speed up here just to kind of see where everybody's at. Quick throws from Wofford. That was Todd earlier. No, I guess. It oh, that time he off the hands of Wofford on the on the snap as he's in the in the shotgun and he just falls on it. Loss of three. So <laughs> I've noticed that Wofford sometimes doesn't. He tries to catch the ball out of his peripheral vision, and that can get you in trouble at times, as you know. Uh, as soon as you take your eye off the ball, that's when you drop it. And uh, you, you He did it. that on that pitch play to Bishop. Yeah, you gotta got to focus. They keep it in the gun. Three wide. Wofford rolls to his left. Quick throw to Scanlon in the flat. Turns it upfield. He's all the way down to the 35. Be about a third down and four, maybe. Here in Junction Territory, just under seven minutes left in the ball game. I'm sure they easily lead this one, 42 to zero. Offense going, keeping the pace going, no huddle. Wofford out of the gun, rolls left again. Now he's looking deep, has a lot of time, throws, and over the head of Morris, incomplete down near the ten yard line. Yeah, Morris didn't didn't finish his route. He exactly. cut it. He cut it short. Instead of finishing his route, when you're on that short side of the field like that, man, you've got to here's the turf you got. Turn your head and mm-hmm. uh, and go. And I think Otto or Ivan thought that that's what he was going to do. And four never, four. never good when your receiver's standing still watching the ball fly over his head. And even worse when they turn their head and get hit in the head. <laughs> Come out here out a little faster. Wofford this time rolls to his right. Being chased. Breaks the, gets out of the sack. Throws it last minute. Has a man on the side. Oh. Incomplete. In and out of Morrison's hands as he just tried to keep his feet in bounds. Stretch play. That's going to bring up a uh, first down. That goes up. Ball goes Turnover over. on downs for Junction. Twice. Wofford was trying to go to Morris deep down the field and Morris just kind of stuck over on the sideline again. He turns it up, you know. He... Good one. Uh, stays in. Comes in for a video. They couldn't uh, couldn't get the play in, so uh, they sent Hunter back in to go chase him down. Um, Junction goes into shotgun. Two back set. And hand off to. Oh my goodness! What a tackle! Hayden Roberts, freshman. I normally see playing my uh, son's grade level. Who was that? Caden Roberts. That was Matthew Culver. I mean, I was, I was talking about the oh. handoff went to the junction back. Matthew Culver, I mean, just unloaded. Stays in the game for White Row. Culver and Goodwin. Zaguero, big nose tackle in the middle. To be under center. Good one is all over him. Good one has him wrapped up as he gets the handoff. Yeah, it's going to be a loss of two more. As uh, It's going to bring up a third down and about six. 
5.40 on the clock here in the fourth quarter. 42 to nothing is your score. Looking to see defense looking to seal this shutout here at home. It's been the Hunter Goodwin show in the backfield tonight. Well, it's hard not to be leaning on for uh, game ball on the defensive side. Mm-hmm. He's got two sacks tonight. Third and 16 for the Eagles. Five minutes left in the ball game. Junction getting some fresh legs in there. The younger players in. They go to hand off right side to number. Look who's in there 32. again on the tackle. Thirty-two is definitely a call up. He's wearing a completely different that's jersey. Hard. That's hard. And... Junction also handed off the thirty-two. He's not on the roster. Only one out there with black numerals. So either he forgot his gear or. Came up from the JV this week. <laughs> Junction forced the punt again. Takes fourth and 18. Bishop's not even going back. Good one. Really got it. Got a block. Lands at the 45. Bounces to the 40 where it's going to be down. Mason Puncher. Mason Puncher, uh, second. Team offense is going to be out there as they're hollering twos down there. The second team offense can do some of those uh, call-ups a chance to touch the football. You're listening to Mason Puncher Football 95.3 Canio live over there, live online at KDRadio.com. On the TuneIn radio app, search Canyon FM, or just tell Alexa or your smart speaker to play 95.3 KNEL. Listen anywhere, anytime from any device. So Isaiah Bishop, who has over 100 yards on the ground, is now the quarterback. Can I play right side? Oh, man. Eric Ontiveros gets hit hard as he nearly picked up a first down there. Yeah, second down and about three. He got seven yards there. On his first carry of the night. Seems as much on Tavares the last couple of games. Of course, they've been much closer. Well, Marcus Harding, Robert Guerrero, coming in for the offense. They're going to be twin, twin receivers to the left side. Bishop under center. Coy Mock, the fullback behind him. And on Tavares. Give it Coy Mock straight up the gut. And he picks up the first down. The 47-yard line, first down punchers. 3.35 on the clock, 42 to nothing is your score. I want to thank our sponsors as much as possible during these games in Mason Bank, Willow Creek Cafe, Nine Bar Land and Cattle, Heart of Texas Ford, Laneburger Realty, the Commercial Bank, Mason Building and Supply, Hill Country Collision Repair, Lukey's GM Cars and Trucks, Midcoast Well Care in Mason, Dan Gandy Real Estate, Mason Puncher Club. 3-10 remaining in the ballgame. Punchers lead it 42-0. They give a handoff left side to Ontiveros. Picks up a good picture seven, or he's swarmed and thrown backwards. See, if it were me, I'd put Harding back in there one more time and see if we could get him, give him, a, give him the touchdown. score that they took away. He leads the team in touchdowns. Unfortunately, not all are uh, counted. His little brother comes in there. Yeah. Uh, split outside receiver 
And Roberto Aguero to the right side. Bishop from under center. Here's the mock again. Straight up the gut. Bounces it out. Has good space. As he rounds the edge, carries the pile down inside the 25 to the 24. First down punchers on the big game by Coy Moss. I don't think he ever got comfortable with the football as he had kept both hands on it the whole time. Of course, uh, we know that uh, he had the unfortunate, he was the unfortunate target on the onside kick last week. Yeah, his eyes got wide there as he saw that running room in front of him. Yeah. Not going to do what the coach is telling him to do, put two hands on the football. Travis Parker still wide, right to the near side. Bishop hands off to Ontiveros. Big hole left side. He's into the second. Oh, wow. Big, big hit. Holds onto the football, but just got knocked off his feet there by Junction Safety. Who is that? That's, that kid's getting up shaking his head, too, but. <laughs> I don't know who that was, but. Uh, that was number six, maybe. He came to an abrupt stop right there on the 15-yard line. Second down and two, 112 on the clock. Number nine, Isaiah Gonzalez, the hit. Monteveras. Take the counter, give it on the fullback. Die. This time it comes out of Mock's hands. Junction says they have it. Yeah, but I think he was down. Like it was stripped late if he wasn't down already. They're going to mark him down right there. Uh, he's going to have the first down. Yeah, now they're going to say Eagles football. Oh, wow. So Mason gives it up late. Yeah, he stood up for a long time. Ball came out. First down for Junction. So Mason uh, looked to have the opportunity to close this one out and maybe score one for the second team offense, but uh, they cough it up at the 15-yard line where uh, Junction will have it with 52 seconds on the clock here in this one. Most ball game going on. Ballinger, Lano now takes the lead. Leads Ballinger 15 to 13 in the third quarter. That's a good round football numbers. Dublin barely leading since that, 17 to 14. Eagles try to run again, and good job, Marcus Harding on the outside. Varis and Harding. Those two, uh, not not much stature there, but a lot of impact. Clock winding down. 35 seconds remain in the ballgame. Punchers look like they're going to get their first shutout of the season. Junction is going to end up with negative yards <laughs> in the double digits. That's what I don't think uh, going to snap the football. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Looking for any other close games. Fredericksburg still trailing, now trailing Bernie, 19-17. Carthage leads Gilmer 21 to nothing. I'm going to do it here for uh, this one. The Punchers are going to get their fourth win on the season. Get the open week. Four and one record. A big win here, 42 to zero. We'll take a two minute commercial break. Here another round from our sponsors. Be back to recap the game and stats here. Mason Puncher Football, 95-3, Kenny Johnny and Leanne Fleming and all the folks from Hill Country Collision Repair are excited about being a part of another great year for the Mason Punchers and Cowgirls, and we wish them the best of luck throughout the season. At Hill Country Collision Repair, we appreciate your business. We're located at 301 North Live Oak, or give us a call at 347-5767 for free estimates on domestic 
or foreign auto repairs. Hill Country Collision Repair. Hours of practice, dedication, and working together make all the difference come game night, and Mason Bank is a proud supporter of our area youth. Whether participating in athletics, band, academic competitions, we know they're learning skills that will help them succeed throughout their lives. At Mason Bank, we believe it's those same skills that make us a better bank. Dedication to our community and helping families succeed in their financial planning. Mason Bank, proud supporters of the Mason Punchers and the Mason Cowgirls. Mason Bank, member FDIC. The Mason Puncher Club is a nonprofit organization that helps promote, support, and improve the athletic activities of the Mason School District, and they encourage all parents and the community to participate. The Mason Puncher Club also wants to wish all of our student athletes, coaches, trainers, cheerleaders, Flag Corps, Puncher Pete, and the Twirlers a very successful and a safe year. Mason Punchers Club invites you to join them in supporting the Punchers. to pave the way for the L-B-K. Show the world what it means to come from Lubbock, Texas. Tech has won this game. Join us Saturday. It's the Big 12 opener against the Longhorns. Our coverage begins at 10 a.m. on your home for Red Raider football. It's the Raiders against the Longhorns, Saturday at 10 on 95.3. Here's your 95.3 Real Country Weatherology forecast. Lows of aloft around 56. Tonight, under partly cloudy skies, southeast winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Daytime highs approaching 86. Tomorrow, mainly clear skies. Tomorrow night, lows dip down to about 57. That's a look at your forecast powered by weatherology.com. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki. Currently, it's 75 degrees. Back here, wrap up with the post-game show. Your punchers get a big victory here at home uh, against the Junction Eagles, 42-0 to for the home crowd. And as they head into the open week, this team rest up, heal up. Final game stats look like this. Mason ran the ball 34 times for 326 yards. They were 9 of 16 passing for 94 yards. A total yardage of 420 for the game. 0 for 6 on third downs. One turnover, penalties, all offensive, four for 40 yards. Of course, two of those were touchdowns called back, which is uh, a uh, what I'm looking for. An annoying stat. <laughs> a week, weekly annoyance. Anyway, big big win, first shutout of the season. As they, uh, 420 yards, are, as I was joking to Mike, our statistician was way too nice. Junction had zero total yards. For the evening, 33 runs for zero yards, three pass attempts for zero yards, zero of 11 on third downs, one turnover on that special teams play, three penalties, 15 yards, total possession, Mason had the ball, 33 minutes, junction, nearly 15, and uh, those are your total game stats. Scoring uh, summary in the second half looked like this, and we led 28 to nothing at the half. Took us a while to, to score there uh, in the second half. Late in the third quarter, minute 28 remaining, Jaden Scanlon takes the five, takes it five yards in, make it 34-0. Extra point by Jason, Jason Jacoby was good. And the only other score of the evening came with 11 minutes left in the 
fourth quarter, as Isaiah Bishop took it to the house 57 yards for his second score of the night, and giving him uh, nearly 130 yards on the ground and just two scores. And uh, I just kind of get to my game ball, at least on the offensive side uh, tonight. Peyton Spencer had a good game, some clutch catches, good catch and runs. But uh, Isaiah Bishop, I mean, Harding got back in on the action, unfortunately. Uh, just couldn't keep the points on the board. He gets another one called back. And uh, so Isaiah and Goodwin were your, were your two? Yeah, I mean, the defense played so. well overall as a unit. That defensive front did a good job of just disrupting. I mean, they were in the backfield, allowing our run backers to run free. But uh, Goodwin just stands out for some reason. He, you know, he's got the sacks. He leads the team in sacks. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't just tackle you. He punishes you. Right. And uh, I think we forgot to give the, the defensive game ball to Rantaviris last week coming in the second half. And really slowing down that wall offense. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Hunter Goodwin, though, uh, gets uh, he, he gets every bit of what that fir- one first down that Junction had. He gets it all back on on his tackles for losses and his two sacks. Uh, man, just uh, just wreaking havoc in the backfield. I'm gonna just recap. Again, or go ahead. But again, I think I think my takeaway uh, one of the things that uh, we didn't accomplish tonight uh, was those those un- those penalties that were devastating and. Uh, you know, it only shows four for forty on the stat line, but uh, the stat that's not there is it probably cost us one hundred and forty yards uh, because two of those have been touchdowns. Yeah, and, and one of them was a long twenty-five yard scamper running, rushing touchdown. The other one was a great play by Scantlin, you know, reaching in ball at the pylon, and yeah, only four penalties on it, but you know, cost us six. We we did end up scoring, you know, after that last penalty, but. Uh, just something we got to eliminate, even against these soft opponents, because uh, it happens against these guys. It's going to happen, you know, in those close, challenging games. And uh, anyway, still, I mean, when you put 42 on the board, shut your opponent. Uh, it's a fun night, and uh, good to see the offensive production and the defensive uh, stifling. Sure, uh, we've been waiting for all season. Uh, I'll recap some more scores. I do want to recap those stats just because I, I keep having people text me. As they're leaving the stadium, you know, what was the stats? What was the stats? Right. And so I want to make sure I uh, give, give that to those uh, folks that have young kids and are ready to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to wait for them out there on the field. Again, uh, game still uh, going on. There was some close ones. <clears throat> Cisco is number five ranked. Cisco, they lead Comanche 35-14 to 14, midway through the fourth quarter. Lano retakes the lead. In Ballinger, they lead Ballinger 15 to 13. Dublin leads San Seba 17 to 14. Uh, as they start the fourth quarter, Harper blows out Menard 46 to zero. Fredericksburg letting it get away from them uh, as Bernie extends early 26 to 17 over Fredericksburg. Carthage number one ranked Carthage up in 4A. They lead number two ranked Gilmer 21 to seven midway through the fourth. Number five Stephenville takes care of Conley 38 to 12. Number one ranked Rafaelio Bobcats back down to 2A. They lead Crystal City 57 to 0 in the fourth quarter. Holland with the 10 to 2 lead over Hearn uh, late in the fourth quarter. East Bernard leads Ganado 49 to 14. 
Shiner, uh, the big lead over number nine ranked Burton down in Division 2 2A. They lead, Shiner leads Burton 43 to 0. El Dorado still leads Sonora 40 to 26. El Dorado ranked number eight, Division 2, small school 2A. And scrolling down all the top teams in uh, large classifications taking care of business. Number two ranked Corpus Christi, Cal Allen in Kerrville. They only had a one touchdown lead. Now they lead it 21 to zero over Kerrville Tybee. Number nine ranked Beckville. They get into the top 10 in Division 1, 2A. Beckville leads Carlisle 43-27. Some of your finals. Number one ranked Mart. Small school 2A. They lead Italy, or they beat Italy 40-7. Brownwood falls to Wiley, 49-21. Number seven ranked Holly Bearcats. They beat Bangs, 54-0. Pretty much all other blowout scores in the in the top ten ranked teams. As uh, our next game should be here. I think we open up with Johnson City. I may be wrong on that. Mm-hmm. We, no, I don't think we. I think we open up with Harper there. Here in a couple weeks, don't uh, miss uh, Red Raider football here Center on Center Point. Center Point, okay. Here, here, okay. So we do have maybe homecoming here in a couple weeks. Uh, we will not be on the air next Friday, open week. Definitely uh, head down to Fredericksburg, check that uh, game as well. Uh, and Shiner meet up in Fredericksburg, neutral site. Uh, Shiner still ranked number two. They get to win tonight over a ranked opponent, small school two A. I want to thank our sponsors one more time before we sign off here tonight. Uh, Mason Bank, Willow Creek Cafe, Nine Bar Landing Cattle, Heart of Texas Ford, Langberg Realty, The Commercial Bank, Mason Building and Supply, Hill Country Collision Repair, Lukey's GM Cars and Trucks, Midcoast Well Care in Mason, and Gandy Real Estate, and the Mason Puncher Club. And for those of you uh, who may be already in your vehicles heading out tonight, and I'd like to hear those stats. If you haven't heard them already, Punchers uh, put 42 on the board. They shut out Junction Eagles. And Mason had 34 rush attempts for 326 yards. They're 9 of 16 passing for 94 yards, uh, just over 50% for a total of 420 total yards offensively. Junction had zero yards. We're pretty sure it was in the negatives, but the, the stat guys left it at zero. Zero rushing yards, zero passing yards, zero third down conversions. One turnover, and Puncher's uh, 4 for 40 in the penalty box. Gained a couple of touchdowns. So a good offensive production, good score and win here at home. Don't forget to turn, tune into Red Raider football here on 95.3 Canio FM tomorrow as uh, Red Raiders taking on the Horns, University of Texas. Uh, it was a close one, exciting game last season, and we'll see if the Red Raiders can avenge that loss as uh Kickoff uh, should be around 11, pregame at 10 here. Attended Red Raider football, 95.3. That'll do it for us here at home. Shout out to Ben and Kara, wherever you're listening. And uh, everyone have a safe and happy weekend. And uh, in honor and memory of the late Lee Graham, who's voice of the punchers for so many years. It's a great day to be a puncher. Good night. See you in a couple weeks. 
Thanks for listening to Caniel Sports Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed your podcast today. For live broadcast of Caniel Sports, listen to 95.3 Caniel FM, 1490 Caniel AM, or com. Or to make it simple, just ask Alexa to play Caniel FM or Caniel AM. Or find Caniel 95.3 FM or 1490 AM on the TuneIn app. We look forward to being with you again here from KNEL. Thank you.